Oh, I got his ass now. You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm about to light this shit up. Coffee Chatter, show number 70. We're back, baby. How you doing, T? Good, good. Uh, we just had a good show with uh, my good buddies from growing up, Sylvan Andre. Good to chat, catch up with Sylvan two-time French champ, just won the French champs last weekend. So pretty stoked for him. That was a really cool race between yeah. him and Joris. Really cool race. And uh, actually, I really love this chat with him. We, uh, he's the first two-time guest we've had on. And this time we got the opportunity, we dove a little bit deeper into kind of what makes Sylvan tick when it comes to racing. We know he's one of these great racers. And we got into it a little bit more about, you know, what his mindset is, what his race mentality is out there. And it was a really good conversation, I thought. Yeah, it was a really fun chat. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. And obviously, Sylvan's got a great personality and always fun to catch up with. He is. Honestly, I would just, it's just fun just to talk to the guy and just bullshit with him. Yeah, we, we figure out how he wins so many races. And, you know, he's speaking of winning races, he's won a lot on the Pro Gate Europe. When he starts the Great Gate and Sylvan won last week on the French Champs. He absolutely did. He, uh, he's had some great gates. He's not known for his starts, but he, I think he has really good great gates too. Good form. He really does. Yeah. So if you're out there, Few people need a gate. Go to go to ProGate Europe. Tell them Coffee Chatter sent you, and uh, they'll get you sorted. They'll get that track sorted. Oh, you, you want a good they'll gate? They'll hook you up. Yeah, you don't want your you want to be running your track with a shitty gate, right? You, you can't know? have a shitty gate at your track. You gotta have a ProGate. You don't. Want, you gotta have a ProGate. Um, if you're having a ProGate, you probably want a good timing system. You gotta go to Motorsheets.com. Get your timing and scoring needs made easy, guys. Okay, they have an app that's it's officially out now. Okay, the app is up and running. All the tests have finally been done. It's in the Apple and the Google stores under sports lists. I think they still, uh, they still have uh, their sports list. The official one, I think, is still uh, something still in the works. There's something that's still in the works, but you can get it, get it now. So go to motorsheets.com. You know what? Tell them Coffee Chatter sent you too. They'll, they'll sort you guys out. <laughs> tell everybody. Oh, just yeah. tell everybody. Tell, just Jeff. tell them all. Just tell them all. all. <laughs> tell them all. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, did I have a bit, an eventful last week. So, as you guys know, we took a week off. Um, we got to talk about why, because our old pal, Tori, over here had some... Dude. Uh, had a situation. So gnarly. It just happened so out of the blue. So, yeah. it was like 10 days ago. So, two Thursdays ago. Whatever. Played golf with uh, my good buddy, Dale, here. Awesome guy. Great time. That evening after yep. dinner. Yeah, Dale's awesome. Yep. That evening after dinner, I had like a like really small stomach ache. Like didn't think anything of it. You know, it's just like getting a small headache. It's just whatever. Okay. Yeah. Woke up the next day, didn't have it, did my usual thing, went to the driving range, did homework, whatever, didn't had a normal Friday. And then Friday evening after dinner, I had a stomach ache again, but a little worse. And I was like, oh, it's kind of, it's weird. Like, I never really got stomach aches. And still, I didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know, maybe we should get it checked out. But I wanted to be something serious. And I was like, no, nah, come on. Come on. Come on. It's a stomach ache. The last thing on my mind was that it'd be something serious. You know, like, I yeah. seriously didn't think it was anything. When it comes to your stomach, you're like, oh, whatever. Just stomach ache. No big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, woke up Saturday, went to the range again, whatever. And I actually had a bit worse of a stomach, or actually I think it was the same stomach ache and it was just constant, like didn't go away. All, I was slept a little restless. Mm-hmm. And so I still had it the next day and then I did some homework and whatever. 
and it kind of got steadily worse and I was getting more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Went grocery shopping in the afternoon and it came home and I was like really uncomfortable and I had some pain and I was like kind of thinking, I was like, maybe this isn't just, I still kind of thought it might've just been food poisoning or something. Yeah. But then nothing really helped. Like I was having some stuff for like stomach ache and nothing helped. And um, I was kind of thinking, I was like, fuck, maybe it's my appendix. And I was like, no, it can't be my appendix. But then I like looked <laughs> no, up like be. the symptoms and stuff and I was starting to get a little more tender on the lower right side, which is a sign of appendicitis. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty tender to the touch. And usually with food poisoning, you're not tender to the touch, I don't think. Okay. And then I FaceTimed my parents and I was talking to them and I was like, yeah. And then we talked about it and I was like, yeah, I think I got appendicitis. So I was like, this is sweet. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> That's not so I was good. like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to the hospital. So Savannah just got off work and then she called me or we texted her something. I was like, yeah, I think I should go to the hospital. I think, I'm like, I, think I have appendicitis. She's like, okay. So she hurried home and then took me to the hospital and ended up, yeah, they did a CT scan and they're like, yeah, your appendix is really swollen. Jeez. <laughs> Actually, it's, first of all, kind of funny, the doctor. So I was talking to the doctor. Yeah. And then they're asking me questions and they're like, have you had any surgeries? And I was like, yeah. Oh like, boy, let me, let me like, tell well, you. Had, <laughs> well, I started you, with, I was like, <laughs> I was, you got five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, I had a splenectomy and he's like, oh, what? And I told him whatever, BMX, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, cool. And then um, I go to a different room and he comes in and he's like, he's like, so you're team Canada. He's like, I just Googled you. He's like, you were really cool, but now you're like down a little level of coolness. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, classic. That's so awesome. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, so I had to wait there. So I got the CT scan. Or no, actually it took blood work first. I had like slightly elevated white blood cell count. And then they I did like a urine sample and stuff. Okay. Dude, it ended up had the whole process. Ended up we got there at like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. I didn't get up to my room in the hospital to spend the night until 6 a.m seriously so me and savannah were just like sitting outside the waiting we were like you could sit inside the waiting area or just yeah. outside the building but she with covid you're not allowed to bring anyone in the waiting room so we we're sitting outside like in the dark on a bench till like 6 a.m no way holy yeah. shit it was gnarly so That's... it was pretty busy in the emergency but okay. it's a big brand new hospital and so i was kind of confused i was like why why can't like why is how's there no room but yeah. then when they wheeled me up to spend the night and stuff yeah dude there's just no one around i don't know if no one is working or what but Weird. it's crazy see yeah. i always thought they would be quick because it's all private insurance company like they want to it's a business right they're trying to get people yeah. in and out at the end of the day you'd think it'd be quicker there but that's awful i know so i ended up getting into my room at 6 a.m and then i had surgery the next day so sunday mm-hmm. at like in the early afternoon and then okay. i ended up having to stay the night savannah came and saw me and then yeah he went home monday jeez um, hey but yeah, the surgery, it was pretty easy. Like they just went in laparoscopically. So like three little holes, basically, and you take your appendix out. It's really routine surgery. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. Did they put you Probably, out for it? Yeah. You go into that's, general anesthetic. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just got small or three small incisions really. And dude, it's crazy. I went from like normal life to like, holy shit, I need abdominal surgery. Just that's out of nowhere. Seriously. It's crazy. Like that's the thing with appendicitis. It can happen. Like they don't know what causes it. It just I was just happens. about to ask that. That was my next question. Like, what causes that? Because that's just it's so random. They don't know. Like, it's just really common. Sometimes your appendix just gets swollen and you need to get it taken out. Like a mm. lot of people have it done. Wow. And uh, they don't know why. It's like a useless organ. But when it, here's the thing: it's when it swells, it can burst, and then it can be deadly. Like in a short oh, period really? of time. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Like if, it, if your appendix bursts, it can kill you. So they need to take it out before it bursts. Or if it bursts, like you need, they need to do surgery right now. 
Jeez, okay, that that see that scares me. See, a while ago I had yeah. like this, I was I had this little stomach pain while I was trying to coach and like couldn't stand up straight, couldn't do anything. But then I was like, oh, it's stomach pain. I just came home, lied down, I was fine. But now, like after you've had this issue, I'm like, okay, now maybe we take stomach pain more seriously. Yeah, seriously, it's pretty gnarly. Like it's because I was in a lot of pain on Saturday. Yeah. Well, I guess it's relative. Like I was really uncomfortable and I had like an uncomfortable amount of pain. You have a high like, pain tolerance get, though too. I could, yeah, yeah, which isn't necessarily always a good thing. No, <laughs> and I couldn't get comfortable and stuff. So usually that's something more serious. But it's always good to get it checked out because, yeah, it could have been really bad actually. Yeah, jeez, well, I'm glad. Then it was cut. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm glad it's like done with and you're all good now because yeah, that's that's brutal. That is just brutal. I know. So. I was kind of glad it happened now because it's not like I have. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like I got nothing. That's true. I got nothing happening really. So yeah, good point. But I was yeah. thinking like. What if this happened like fucking right before Rio or something? Yeah. What do you do? Like you're fucked. You're screwed. You're basically trying to like, would you try to ride? Like if you had to, would you try to ride with it? Like it wouldn't that be dangerous? Right. Yeah. And there's no way I could right now. Like yeah. the recovery is quick. It's only a few weeks, but still like if you haven't, you'd be like, screwed. That's, that's literally the first thing I thought of was like, what if it happened right before Rio or something? That's insane. You're, hey? you're screwed. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, why, you should just get it taken out beforehand. So you don't have to worry about it. Why do we even have it? Why do we even have what is what's the what does it do? I think they <laughs> think it was something we had like prehistorically that served some purpose, but now as humans evolve, like we don't have a need for it, but we still just have it. Weird. That's so fascinating. It's part of one of your intestines, yeah. but it's its own organ. It's mm-hmm. it's really weird, yeah. It's just that little tiny bit, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I can remember a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah that was such a whirlwind. So literally the last week you just had to obviously after surgery, you just have to take it easy and relax and whatnot wow which is which has kind of been nice because i was had i was balancing so many things on the go i was just running around everywhere yeah so it's it kind of nice last week just to focus on school and just just relax and recover actually yeah yeah taking that breather when you're kind of forced to it's it's a blessing in disguise sometimes for sure so yeah but it's pretty fucking wild and like made me think too people like no matter where you go you need health insurance oh <laughs> what if like, one of the things i thought of too was like what if this happened in santiago del estero yeah. See, it's like, that's not good. Scary. No, yeah, you like you, want... you need surgery pretty much then. Yeah. You can't wait. So it's like, fuck, you have to go under the knife in, a, in Santiago del Estero or wherever you might be in the world. You certainly don't feel as comfortable down there as you're going to feel there in the U S no. Like... And luck, luckily here, obviously the healthcare is so good. It's not yeah. a problem. But mm-hmm. Like if you're somewhere for somewhere out of the middle of nowhere for a race or something, like that's kind of gnarly. That's something I don't, I, yeah, I don't like to think about that. It's scary as heck. Yeah. No, but this so. literally could happen to anyone anytime. True. So what's the, rec- what's the, what's the recovery been like now? Like, I mean, you said you've been taking it easy, just doing some walks I've seen. Can't really do much though. Can you? No, I've just been going for some walks every day and we went to a coffee shop yesterday, did some homework and stuff, but other than that, just hanging out. Yeah. The recovery is quick. Like I said, like I'm feeling pretty, not like normal now, but like pretty good. I think yeah. in another week or so I'll feel pretty normal. Yeah. That's good then. Start getting that putter yeah. and the wedge back in there. And like, people are going to miss our golf talk this week because we don't have any golf talk about. But, you know, know. it'll be back soon, people. Don't worry. Terry's going to get that wedge back, to get the putter back in the hand. It's fine. There's no weekly golf check in this week unless you played. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I went to the range, but it wasn't anything special. I had to cut it short my back because my back's been tight lately. Upper back's been tight. So I had to, had to shorten yeah. it up. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's been kind of nice just to chill, but yeah, just so gnarly, just out of nowhere, literally Crazy. just needed abdominal surgery. And like, I was kind of preparing myself. I was like, I think it's appendicitis. I'm 
I'm probably gonna need surgery tomorrow, like on the way to the hospital. Yeah. But still, when he told me, I was like, "Fuck, I can't believe I need abdominal surgery." <laughs> God damn it! Okay, well that's just out of nowhere. All right. <laughs> and I will say, I hope this is the last organ I lose. For fuck's sake, that's... I don't want to lose anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing with you. Uh, let's just pray this is the last one. You've had enough stuff Dude, come out of your like, stomach area, like out of that general body. You, we don't need more things coming out. Dude, I'm retired now. This is the last thing I thought I'd be when I was retired from BMX. You're like, I'm done with all these injuries, surgeries. I don't have to deal with that, that stuff anymore. And then boom, this happens. I know. But yeah, they, it's crazy. They used to actually have to do it. They used to cut you open completely. Because they didn't have like, like the technology they have now, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is really gnarly. Like that's a... Oh. That's a big recovery. Oh, totally. Yeah. Cause all you, everything just gets jumbled around in there. I can't imagine yeah. what that feels like. But now it's just a few weeks. So, yeah. um, side note for speaking of, speaking of surgery, you know, you know, when, if they have to cut you open completely, I don't know if they do it with an appendix or whatever, but like other abdominal surgeries, when they cut you open completely, you know, they just put your intestines in a bowl. Yeah. Don't they just basically scoop them out and just do them in? Yeah. I've, I got, apparently. I, yeah we've talked i can't remember i think we were talking about this one time they literally put your intestines in a bowl do their stuff and then just like put it back in and it figures itself out that's insane right that seems just out of this world to me like what are you what are you talking about no no no. you take a photo of my intestines (laughs) you put them back exactly how you took them (laughs) you put them back like you found them okay you don't see me walking into your or room and and just bang shit up and just leave it there no put it back like i found it okay you do the same are you kidding me you just throw them back no 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 (laughs) no no (laughs) organize them <laughs> i didn't come out of the womb with them not organized okay you're going to keep them organized i've spent my 20 plus years of my life keeping them organized inside you're going to do it for this one time that is just a wild concept to me i can't grasp my head around i can't at all like how does it get back to normal or like how is like the first person who did surgery the guy is just like oh no fuck it like just put it back and hopefully it works out like i don't real real quick we're just gonna put these things you got a bowl we're just gonna put them in a bowl they're like put them in a salad bowl and then just like i'm picturing one of those like stainless steel mixing bowls like they just put them in there and then just yeah just dump them back inside yeah probably forgot it the guy just forgot how he put them in or how he took them out because he was too excited about cutting the body open he's like oh we're just gonna put them i forget so let's just throw them back and then they like sew the guy up and then like, oh yeah, everything went really great. And his mind's just hoping, please, please have this work out. <laughs> I need this one. God, I need this one. Okay. Like this, they have no this way. Guy's, the first person to do it had no way of knowing that it was going to be just fine. No, how would it's basically a test run. Some guy's That's stomach, wild. some That's guy's wild. intestines was just a test run and hoping it all worked out. You know, it's kind of a weird feeling though, because they pump they pump your abdomen full of gas. Okay. To like space things out, I think when they do surgery. So like the next few days, like whenever you move around, you feel like your stomach just feels, you feel like air everywhere in your stomach. Wow. Okay. That's it, weird. It, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. How does that air get out? I don't know. You just burp it out or fart it out or something. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Probably. But yeah, it's just like all in your stomach and it's just really weird. Crazy. Huh? Crazy. So anyway, that was a wild, wild week. Wild week. Talk about a wild situation. Well, that's why you guys, that's why we had to take a week off. We had also done a bunch of shows in a row, so it was nice to have a little break. I was going to say, I think we went on a pretty good run. We did. We had a great run. With all these, when we go back and forth between the radio shows and the podcasts, I really like it. It keeps the variety, keeps everything mixed up really well. I like it. Yeah. So Speaking of shows, so Jaspers, Martin Jaspers, big time listener of the show. MJ92. MJ92. He 
I'm trying to find it on Instagram. So he I sent see. us a message off of the last show regarding the times that Kevin when we were talking around. We were actually talking about it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So he sent times too. We have a bunch of sources telling us times. So we have Igor, our friend from Calgary. Um, he was giving us a rundown of some measurements that he was taking off videos. He basically, he's, a, I don't know, I don't want to say something he's not, but I consider him like a mad scientist engineer guy. Basically, to put things into perspective, he had he knows how long the pedal stroke is, so he was measuring how many pedal strokes it is to the first jump. And based off that um, and the distance of where the timers might possibly be, we th- he thinks Tori was going to be within a certain time. And I just threw out the human factor, and I was like, human factor. I don't think Tori is doing it. Anyways. So anyway, I just, Savannah just texted me one more thing regarding our appendix experience. Or two more things. Oh, yeah, just please. Just texted me and reminded me of two stories I forgot. <laughs> so the Friday... The Friday night, I thought I might thought it was just a cramp, so I started theragunning my obliques. Right on. I was driving my theragun into my appendix yeah, as that's, hard as I could. That does not really sound healthy. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Seriously, I was I thought I was super tight on the right side, just drilling my appendix, my theragun. <laughs> I'm surprised the thing didn't just fucking burst like a pinata at that point in time. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't either. Your whole stomach just didn't turn purple after that from exploding. It was a horrifying to realize it was my appendix after the fact, and I was just drilling my theragun into it. And you had been doing that the whole time. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a good thing. That's just a classic athlete. Like, oh, shit, I'm tight. Yeah, it hurts, but, you know, we're just, we're just going to breathe through it. It's for the better. Just breathe. Maybe stretch those hips out a little bit more today. Maybe get a ball in there. It'll be fun. Get a ball <laughs> in there. Dri- let's just drive a lacrosse ball in there, too. <laughs> classic. Um, and when we were outside on the bench, there was some, like, crazy guy beside us. Yeah. He was, like, on the phone. And he's telling his friend, he's like, oh, my God, I was in there. And like, well, he was in there. And I just ripped that shit out. Blood went everywhere. And I ran out of there. <laughs> no just way. Like, oh, my God. It's like, Savannah, don't look at him. Don't look. Don't even quaint. That's what you do when you don't have insurance, probably. Probably just find yeah. a way to run out of there because you don't want to get caught. Or, it's fucking wild, yeah. Insane. Wow. Insane. Anyway, back to, back to Jasper's. Back to he Jasper's. Said, back to this whole situation. Yo, bros, I just listened to the last radio show and thought I'd give you guys some MJ92 fact-checking. I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. For the sprint, said average speed of 36 kilometers an hour, 0.1 second is one meter. In a 30-meter flat sprint, the time is around 3.7 seconds, which means 30 divided by 3.7 is 8.1 meters per second. 8.1 times 3.6 equals 29 kilometers an hour average speed. So 0.1 second slower is less than one meter behind at this speed. And Tori is not the record holder for his crew number. I still have my 92. <laughs> Raced once in May 2017 to keep my number for 2018. And then they froze the number. So also next year, it's still mine. So he, for one, he's got the record for crew number. We just got to state that fact, which is pretty impressive. Yep. That is pretty damn impressive. Yep. The, the record from when you stop racing to when you still have your crew number. MJ has it. Okay. Um, pretty, pretty amazing. So yeah. 0.1 seconds slower. So one tenth is one meter behind. See, I, I'm trying to, I'm pulling up uh, Igor. Is it, is his name, what, what, it's a maximal advantage. I'm trying to remember his name right now. Um, uh, yeah, Igor. Anyways, he did a whole, his whole rundown too with the whole tire sizes and gearings and distances. What are we getting with, ba- let's just, let's just get at it. What are we thinking for times again? Based off what's your knowledge with MJ92, Martin Jaspers, what are you, what are you thinking? One meter is like a bike length, isn't it? Almost. Yeah. No, less. Last or is like a bike. Igor says you should huh. be within 0.1 second off. Provided you do not pull a muscle see, or hit the gate. <laughs> you see, I don't, I don't know why Igor see, thinks this. Oh, there I, I have, mean, we have a huge rundown. I don't want to, I don't want to just talk it all out on air. It, it would take me a minute or two. 
He's done a full mathematical engineering rundown. Yeah, yeah, that's all fine and well, but he has no idea the current form or how fast the human. I'm telling you, the human factor. Nobody's taken in the human factor, the Tori Nyhawk factor. Where's Tori at? One meter. So one bike length. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm like two back. I'm thinking you're two bike. Yeah, I think you're about two bikes back. Well, I think you. I think. See, I I think if if I got healthy and fit, I could be with like a bike. Yeah, but you're coming off the couch. Like coming off the couch pre appendix or is it your yeah pre yeah but er, earlier this year I was probably like a wheel or half a bike back from you and Ryan at the first jump. I think yeah, but that's Ridge. We need a different track from Ridge. Yeah, but Kevin would be similar. It's just a steeper hill, fast faster gate. I mean, unless you think that's not going to make a difference. I'd be I'd bode better on a steeper hill than a flat hill for sure. Yep. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd say, I'd I, say a tenth behind. Yeah, I'd say a tenth behind. I'm still, I'm still sticking with my point two to point three. Human factor. Three bikes, three bikes back. I just don't think it's going to be three bikes. I think you're going to be biking half. I don't know. I just don't know where the timers are. Human factor. You're going to have a bad game. When I, when <laughs> I get, when I get, well, we're not going to do it one time. <laughs> yeah, we got one shot. It's a main event. No, one gotta, shot. You got to work out like you got to work out the other factors. But when I'm back in December, we'll do it. All right. Well, we I, we'll, we'll do it, like, do it on Abbotsford with our good Ram, not the bad Ram. Yeah, we'll do it in like January or something. Okay. And yeah, because Igor has his home. He know it's about the same as what Jasper said. He's like point three is approximately equal to two and a half bike lengths, or three point yeah. nine meters. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. Anyways. Love it. Leads us to the Sylvan the Sylvan social media check in. So, um, we need we need the drop. The Sylvan social media check in. Oh no, that's not it, T. I hate that guy. I'm losing it. Sorry. There it is. There it is. Um, I posted. I saw on. I can't remember where I saw it. The photo of the Rio Olympic track, and then I posted on my story, and then I posted on Coffee Chatter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so sad. Like, you see, it's not just BMX, but Olympic venues around the world. They just get deserted. There's so much money gets put into it, and then just nothing. It's just left there to rot. It's so eerie to look at. Yeah, we, we, need, we need to get into this. It, it is eerie, but it doesn't, like, I don't expect anything different every time we see these photos. Like, when we've seen photos no. of Beijing and Rio, like, I think it is something, like, cool. Like, they built something special for the event. Now this is what it is now because nobody's touched it. Like, there's two ways to go about it. There's you either just leave it for dirt and just see what happens, and then it just becomes, like like I said, the Coliseum. Like, <laughs> or it just you turn it into something special. You turn it into a family-friendly place like they did in London. Yeah, I think it's really eerie to look at just because it's like, I remember how insane, like how big of a moment that was and the atmosphere is electric and now it's just a fucking cemetery. Exactly what it um, looks like, yeah. Weeds I are just growing out everywhere. It looks dark and gloomy. Dude, it's insane. It looks, and yeah. so much money gets put into it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the best thing would be to have it open so people can use it and to have it like still maintained. But then some like, the Olympic sports, a lot of them are so niche. Like BMX is very niche. Velodrome is so niche. Like yep. so many sports are so niche. Who's going to use like who's going to use those things? Exactly right. Who is? Because even though we even have tracks in Canada, the Pan Am track in Toronto, uh, that track doesn't get used very much because it's in a location that's not good for like in the BMX public. Like there's no local. It's not a local track that people go to weekly to ride. So it's turned into a track that doesn't get worked on that much. People still train there, but it doesn't get worked on very often, so it doesn't look amazing, especially it doesn't look as good as it was for the Pan Am Games in 2015. And that's what happens. That's what happens with all these huge Olympic venues that are built for the pros and the pros only. 
it's crazy because uh, you have those huge stadiums for like velodrome and stuff, and they're just fucking rotting in the middle of the city. Yeah. So do they just they just don't get used for anything? Like no, like I saw like photos. That. I saw photos a while ago. I think it, I don't know if it was a velodrome or some other stadiums too. And there's just like empty chairs and garbage, and just like the stadium's just there. Nothing. Crazy. Happened. Like how can it not be turned into something? See, if it's something like that, I would think they should use it for something, even if. I mean, you can try to create a, a velodrome, like a, a club there or some sort. Do something with it. That BMX track in Rio, though, is so off in the distance. Like, oh, yeah. I was going to say the area, like, I don't know if people realize, but the area is really dangerous and mm -hmm. really sketchy. Like, it's in the middle of the favelas. So, like, there's no you, point. You, you wouldn't just go there. Yeah, people aren't <laughs> going to just start running that track and have, like, a local no. club there. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and I don't think the government, like, is going to touch that area because that's just, yeah, it's no. very just poor people every like it's just one of those areas so yeah and what's the I, point in taking it down yeah. if they're gonna not gonna do anything there's no point in taking it down because it's just a waste of money to do that for themselves too if they're not gonna like if they're not gonna do anything with the area yeah unless they build like housing or something i don't know but those areas like the favelas i don't think like people just build so it's not like it's not the same as like at home yeah no true true um Weird though. But then I, saw, I saw some people reply to the tweet and I think I actually think this is going to come to Olympics eventually I don't know when but I think it's going to come down to like a couple host cities of the winter and summer and just and it's going to be the same cities you think so hey yeah yeah I think for this reason because like countries are just in billions of dollars of debt after hosting the Olympics and it's just not feasible for a lot of countries okay. a lot of countries now that are hosting it uh, are like uh, countries like for instance like Sochi or something like mm -hmm. the government can kind of do what they want same within Brazil I think the politicians kind of do what they want okay but like Canada like you can't do that yeah no you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah so I, I think so. it's going to start going to countries that can like afford it probably and that way you can also reuse the venues mm -hmm. and you could actually turn profit like the more times you had it you could have it you could actually you'll have less losses and you can actually turn into a profitable thing because okay. Like I think I'll, the world loves the Olympics, but a lot of cities, like they just can't go into billions of dollars in debt. It's not fair to their citizens. No, it's definitely not. Um, so if they had a bunch of places that they used these venues to, for the Olympics, or whatever, and basically cycled through, how would they, like so in Canada, Vancouver, when they had the Olympics in 2010, they, they built the venues and some of the venues turned into housing after, and that's how they mm -hmm. can afford it. How would they do it if they were going to cycle these countries or cycle these locations, let's say? Would you just, would you question. have to, yeah, I guess have to what cycle you could probably venue? do is like, you could probably make the Olympic village like temporary rentals. Okay. And just, it's, it's and a common then, known fact that it's going to have to you, 10 years or maybe it's 20 years at a time. Cause who knows if how many venues there are, but if it comes back in a bunch of years, you're going to have to leave. I would say like, I would, I, a lot of people are thinking, and I think they have like two host cities for summer. So it'd be like every eight years, the city gets it back. So, or even if it's just one every four, so that way you just, the people just know like you can rent it for this amount of time, but you can only rent it up to this date and then they need it for the Olympics kind of thing. Interesting. And then they'd have, they'd have all the venues there. So then they could just reuse the venues. They didn't have to build all this infrastructure because a lot of the countries just have to build so much infrastructure. It's just not feasible. Yeah. True. 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 No, I, I definitely see that as a plausible option. Like it could definitely work. Right. I think it would make it easy and on the, on the venues, that's for sure. It would kind of suck, I'll be honest. It would, I think it would really suck for the, the Olympics in general, though, because part of the special thing is going to these different places. I mean, like, 
the 2016, it was the Rio Olympics. That's how you know the 2016 yeah. games. 2020, it's the Tokyo Olympics. You know, it's 2020, that kind of thing. Now it's just going to be, oh, it's this year's Olympics. Oh, it's yeah. 2016 Olympics, same place. I think that could, that could be a bummer. It would take some special factor away from it for sure because yeah. every time it's in a different place, it's really special. Yeah. Yeah, and that's hmm. – I think that would be sad. I would be sad to see that part. I would be sad to see it too, but I actually think – I think it's a matter of time. You think so? Hey, yeah. Yeah, I actually really do just because a lot of the cities, like, they don't. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think it's feasible for a lot of cities to do it anymore. So throw out some cities, throw out some venue ideas. Where do you think they could go? Or where would you like to see them? You know, you know where like the only profitable city that held the Olympics was? Where? Los Angeles in 84. Because they had a lot of, they made it really, like they were really smart with corporate sponsors. And they ended up adver like uh, commercializing it. And they actually made money off of it. I think they're, oh. the, I could be mistaken, but I think they're the only city to really do that. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Cool. So maybe Los Angeles gets it back. <laughs> well, Los Angeles is getting it back. Yeah, I was gonna say because like, aren't they going back there? And what what year is it? Not is it twenty? It's twenty twenty eight, isn't it? I, that's what I was gonna guess. I was gonna throw out twenty twenty eight after Paris because yeah. Paris is twenty twenty four. Yeah. So interesting. So yeah, it'll be inter it'll be interesting to see, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. Yeah, I like. It's kind of cool seeing those photos pop up. Going back to that, it's cool seeing those photos pop up and just reminiscing, like because you can see how bad the track is, but then you envision how cool it was and how, yeah. how much brighter everything was when the games were going on and when the race was there. I also find it fascinating. Like I've Googled before, like abandoned Olympic venues and stuff. Oh, Google. that must be cool. It, dude, it's so fascinating. Like there's in these like weird Eastern Bloc countries, there's just like bobsled tracks that are just being overgrown and nothing fucking around or like, abandoned olympic villages that just look, look like complete ghost town it's crazy how fascinating is that stuff to look at and like i love watching Dude, like i'll watch so videos cool. of people just walking through those places like that's their whole videos are walking through and it's just it's unbelievable to think of like how it's just gone to shit yeah yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just gone to shit like see you later bye bye dunzo nobody's touching it ever again yeah yeah, oh. hmm. yeah. anyway yeah that's kind of interesting to see the real track like that it's cool like london like um, they've made it a track that people can ride, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's cool to see. Cause that's it's in the city, isn't it? More, more yeah, so? it's in east east London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's more so more more available, more in the city for people to go use. When yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Good. Good on them yeah. for doing that. That's awesome. And I got some messages from people, and I've heard this before. People were like, "This see, this is why they're going to kick BMX out of the Olympics. They're fucking not kicking anything any BMX out of the Olympics. They love BMX in the Olympics." Okay. Yeah. First of all, people I don't know where people get this info. Like, I think it's just made up by people who hate Supercross. Probably. But like, BMX literally isn't going anywhere. Like, lock it up, people. No, it's not. Like, we are an action sport that brings people in to watch. Okay. The Olympics are clearly turning into a young man's games. Yes. In the action sports industry, esports, whatever. BMX is that. We were the first. I'm not gonna say that we're first. Well, we're part of that action sport crew that came in at the beginning of the action yeah, sports. Yeah. For cycle. sure. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're making a huge push for action sports and to appeal to younger audiences, like our demographic. BMX, is, it sells out like instantly at the Olympics and it's been really successful. BMX is, in, is there to stay at the Olympics, people. It's not going anywhere. No. I think people are, can be really negative and think that um, you know, they're going to kick BMX out. They're not. No, it's not. It's fantastic. Not. It's going to stay. So you guys yeah. can all lock it up. Lock it and up. That's, not based, that's not based on any fact people that are saying that. So. No, no, it's not. Yeah. No. We don't want to see it go. It's too cool. It's too awesome. 
it's not going anywhere. No. No. Plant that flag in the ground. Um, We're here to stay, baby. <laughs> what is going though with State ATN this year? Oh, you're right. Yep, good call on that one. It is it's gone, hey. And not not surprised. Everything's gone. World's somewhere again. Somewhere deep in the far somewhere deep in Manchester at Tack Coffeehouse, Kyle Evans is just crying right now. <laughs> He is just so disappointed. That's his race, isn't it? That's he loves he that is race. Just devastated. Oh, I'm getting another phone call. I think a package is here. Uh, he is absolutely devastated. That is the Kyle Evans Speedway. <laughs> he's done. He's he just uh, yeah. How many times? Oh, he's gonna be fucking devastated. It, do you think like? Do you think like he loves it as much as Nick loves the Grands? Yes, Evans loves Saint Etienne. That's a, they're they're on that level. That's a race like, I would have loved to have been able to go to at some point, actually. Yeah. That I never got to. I was joking with Adam when I was telling him I was going to France that uh, I was going to, if it was if it was happening, I was just going to go race it just because. Yeah. Because it's, it's, really cool. it's on my bucket list of races to do before I re- like, I'm done. I want to just go experience it just because it's like, yeah. it seems like a cool vibe, cool atmosphere. People love it and hate it all at the same time. You just got to be there though. It's just kind of like, it's just kind of like, I don't want to fly to France in December after like the grands and stuff. That's the bad part. Yeah. It's like, why do you, that's your time off. You finally can go home. You don't want to do that, but then, yeah. And I guess a few times I did, I went to Columbia instead, which yeah, that was N- fun. Nicer weather, more fun. <laughs> yeah. No race. I wonder if they have, yeah, that race used to be so big. It's not as big anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. were you going to say though? I was just going to say that race is, that race used to be really big, but it's not as big anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, well, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Europe's going to shits. Everything's spiking up again. <laughs> Life's hitting the fan, you know, just let's just skip to 2021. It's just like a, like the flick of a light switch. Somehow 2021 is going to be amazing. Oh yeah. It's going to be so much different. So much different. <laughs> just the, the, the difference in the year, the change, the year change, it's going to make everything better. It's, it's, it's just, it's going to be all the difference. <laughs> oh, um, classic. We got, we got anything else before we get, get into Sylvan? Uh, I don't think so. Don't think I had much else. No. We got some stuff we can talk about on the radio show next week, but I want to send, well, I was going to say we had the other national champs going on. We had Swiss national champs go on. Oh, right. Yeah. That was exciting to see. Um, Simon got the win there over Graf. They had a good battle look like down the first straightaway. Yeah. It's weird that they had their national champs, canceled them and then re- relocated them and ran them again, like had a new date, new venue and then ran them. Yeah. It's cool. They got them off. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And then uh, Japanese national champs just went down as well. Yoshi taking the win there. Cool to see. Cool to see. Yeah, not, not surprised. No, not surprised. Not surprised either of those. Um, all top guys. In, interesting to see Simon beat Graf, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a big win for Simon. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Those, both those guys looked like they were on it. They were going fast. So it's just whoever got that edge in the final. And Yeah. Yeah, Canadian national champs coming up soon, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Can't wait. Me and, tu- me and Tugas have been running national champs like every gate practice. So, yeah. Yeah, they should just do it for Ad Abbotsford one of the days. I'd just, <laughs> just do it there. Just, we've been riding there so often now, I'd do it. Yeah. So. But, yeah. All right. Let's throw it over to Sylvan Andre. Hope you guys enjoy uh, what he has to say. It was fantastic to hear him talk. Yeah, enjoy this podcast with, with uh, Sly Vane. All right. All right, back on the show for the second time. The first two-time appearance guest we've had. We got the double French champ, Sylvan Andre. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. What's up, guys? How are you doing? The first two-timer. What a big fucking deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's definitely not a, a small deal. No, it's definitely not a small deal. The, uh, 
two year in a row French champ. How about that? It's cool, huh? That's really cool. cool. Yeah. That's it tough. Is, is. That's a tough one to defend. Like that, France is such a hard national champs to win. Uh, it's crazy because, like, when you talk to like non BMX people, for them, like French champ, it's not a big deal. And when you tell them you've been world champ and blah blah blah, and like somehow French champ is not a big deal. But when you know who's racing at the French championships, it is a big deal. It's super big deal. Yeah, um, it's the hardest for hardest I, national champs to win by far. It's like it's yeah, tough it's to even get in that one. main. I'd say. Yeah, I think at some point the Dutch was was stacked as well, but like from now there's only like three, four guys, and even with this year with Nick not racing, Joris not racing, it wasn't as tough as the as as us definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about it's pretty gnarly, like with the Dutch ones, two twins world champ and got third. Yeah, it's right. so funny. <laughs> yeah, but look look at, at us. Jeremy didn't make the final. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> And you almost won a World Cup earlier this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> how, was, uh, how many guys did you guys get at the National Champs? Uh, we had eight final, but uh, it was like five, five or six men moto and then eight. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe like 70s, 80s. Oh, that's so good. Just sounds so yeah, casual. Yes and no, because the thing is uh, they make um, – like it's been three or four years, it's much easier to make it to the elite class. Like before you had to be like top five juniors, whatever. Now if you're like top 12 juniors, you can go in the elite and then the 17, 24 can go in elite as well. So yeah, to be honest, when you go on the five men motos, oh man, it's just a pain in the ass. It's like three, <laughs> three long useless laps. <laughs> but I don't want to be disrespectful, but uh, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I wish, I wish there would be just like 40 of us and then moto quarters and I main, but it is what it is. I remember at like the World Cup, Nick would always talk about, yeah, the first few rounds for him were always just like, it was just like a, not a waste. I think he considered just to be work. He's like, I just got to get through these so then I can finally get to like the, the real races and actually get going. Yeah, yeah. But with the World Cup, actually, like it's, sometimes it's okay, it's one more lap. But it's only one lap, you know. Like yeah. you, for us, you got three motos, there's five guys. And by the second pedal, there's like three guys that are like one bike behind <laughs> you. I'm like, yeah, but okay, I'll, I'll make it. And the thing is, you, we, they made the rule like a few years ago that if you don't go like 100%, let's say, you can have a penalty. No way. So, so I, uh, the thing is, if you go one one and then you just roll the third model, you might get to get the penalty. What's so, the penalty? I don't know. <laughs> I've never tried yet, but uh, maybe they they would give you ten points or eight points or whatever. So yeah, I, I don't want to try. I, I remember back in the day of the USA BMX or ABA races. <laughs> When you didn't have lane choice, you could win your first two laps and then chill the third round, and you just felt like a boss at third round if you're just rolling <laughs> around. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm good, I'm good, boys. I got two wins. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it hard to make the main of the French champs? Oh, yes, 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 because uh, the thing is, yeah, yeah as I said, uh, Jer Jeremy didn't make the main. He had like... He did a, he kind of like jumped on Maillet into the first, uh, into the first turn. Uh, like he cut him off in the air, but he wasn't in front of him. Oh, cross <laughs> jump classic, action. Uh, classic Jeremy move. 
bet. What is that? I said he did a little cross what jump action. Again? Yeah. But uh, yeah, even for me, like it took me a few years in the elite class to make the, the final of the French Championships. Cause I was like, fuck, I need to make a final and I would crack in the pressure. But uh, yeah, when you're, when you're in the gate in the summer, you're like, okay, I'm not gonna, it's better if I don't mess up because uh, I don't be watching the, the name. Oh, that's, national champs is like a, a sneaky amount of pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sneaky amount yeah. of pressure. Let, let's put it that way. I think at the moment, sorry, you would not make the final. Not even close. Like, fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be one of those guys in motos. I'd be one of those guys in motos. You're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Go grab a sandwich and watch the race. <laughs> <laughs> Go grab a, a little crepe and watch with Ava in the stands. How far do you think I would make it throughout the race? Do you think I could make it out of motos? The, the track we had in Land was like a long track. Oh, I'd be burned. Yeah, out of, out of moto, but it, there was some like tough quarters. So I think you would be in trouble in quarters. Oh, I'd be, I'd be for sure in trouble in quarters. Yeah. There's no way I'd make it out of the quarters. <laughs> I could be one guy. Five man motos, though. No I could definitely be one. That's could be, sure. could be, could be one guy in motos for sure to make out of motos. You could, you could use that track speed and pass him around the track yeah, somehow. Yeah, you'd yeah, figure it out. One guy, I can, I can fucking beat one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Much for, hey, Damien, Damien decided uh, on Wednesday, he decided to sign up for the race. How do you and do? And got fifth in the semi, 34 years old. Fuck, that's pretty good. Fifth in semi. Wow. How much is he, how much is he riding yeah, these it was, days? Yeah, it was funny. How, Sorry, James? how much does he ride these days? Does he race and ride much? He's just doing the track work stuff, right? Not much. Yeah, he's, he's working. He got some twins at home as well. So that's, uh, that's a lot of work, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe like, let's say the last couple of months, he would go to the track maybe once a week, not every week. So on yeah. Wednesday, he, sh he showed up. 44, 50, so he decided to race. 44.15 on the bike. He was like, okay, I ain't, I ain't got no, no snap. So I'm, I'm going to follow the guy and, uh, and make it work. And uh, yeah, he got fifth in the semi. That'd be, that would be cool to have him in the main, but um, yeah. maybe next year. Dude, that's impressive. He's, he's one of the OGs of BMX, especially yeah. Supercross. He's one of the OGs. And the thing, it's, it's pretty interesting as well to, uh, to see him uh, making, making it uh, this far in the race. And especially like, I know many guys uh, I train with, they train pretty much as much as me, and they still don't, get, don't understand why they, they are not better on the bike and they get yeah. better results at the races. And sometimes I was like, yeah, just, just look at, at Damien. He doesn't really train for it. But you know, when he's in the race, he doesn't crack under pressure. He uses the tactic of the race. He does some move. He's, yeah, he's not the guy was like, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, far in the park and I'm not going to make it. You know, he, he make it work. And uh, it's pretty cool for the, for the young guy that, that think the race is done by the first jump. Yeah. Yeah. A, I lot, think... of guys, a lot of guys are pretty single-minded. Like, they just think you need mm. to have a good game to the first jump and stuff. And look at Damien. I remember two years ago in Paris, he made the main both days. Birthday in 2018, yeah. And then I think he raced. Yeah. I don't even know if he raced like the full season last year. It did not, definitely did not. Yeah, it was done after 2018, basically. But uh, yeah, and also I think that the, 
the race tactics and everything you you have it or you don't that's what i think also mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah he's, he's 34 years old and if he comes back uh, next year at the french championship that would be pretty much the same like at some point he's, he will be able to make a final because he will find a way that that some other guy yeah. won't find so uh, yeah it's pretty interesting to to watch him race where do you think you get that from because you're one of those guys who has that race tactic and i'd say probably one of the best to to do it right now at least where do you think that comes from is that just from your like passion for racing and always racing wherever you can you can or is it just like you said just something you kind of had since you were a kid i think that's that's something you kind of have or not because uh yeah i don't think you can develop this this thing too much i think racing a lot help that's for sure because mm. uh when i was a kid i was racing like some local races plus the, the French national. So let's say that's about 15 races a, a year, maybe 20. And, uh, and yeah, for, with, with the love of racing as well, cause, uh, I was always the guy that if there was someone in front of me, whatever the race, whatever the, the lap, whatever, like I wanted to pass the guy, maybe it was for nothing. There was nothing on the line if I passed the guy or not, but, uh, yeah, I always wanted to. Yeah, to be better than the guy uh, in front of me. But mostly, I, th I think, yeah, you, you have it or you don't. Because, um, for example, like, I don't, I, I've never and I don't really train with a group of riders. So mm -hmm. when I go to the track, I kind of do everything by myself. And uh, I'm not like the Colombian guy that goes to the track with two or three guys. And then they race each other for two hours every, uh, <laughs> at, 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 at every track session. So, uh, yeah, I think it's you have it or you don't. Yeah, I think it's, I don't really think you can teach vision. Like, I think you can improve anything physically and skills, but I don't think you can really teach vision or racecraft. Yeah, yeah, like, I think it's some, something that, that could help, maybe like the, the mental prep and everything. But yeah. at some point, it's, it's you on the bike when you're in the air and, and someone is going right, someone's going left, and you know the guy in front of you is super sketchy. You have oh, that's the worst. Like, yeah, you have like 0 0.1 second to decide what you do, what to do next. And no one is going to help you at, the, at that point. No. It's you versus you and, uh, yeah. and you have to take the chances. Definitely I, think, I think uh, also, oh, no, I was going to say, I definitely think race, racing helps for sure. Like you said, but yeah, I, don't, I think that's something you kind of have or you don't to begin with. Yeah, that's for sure. And also I think what helped a lot, it's, um, that, uh, I, I was never the guy to be in front, like always. I think when I was 14, 15, 16, I was, uh, I was in front, but then I turned junior and first year junior. So I, was, I wasn't in front. And uh, when I was second year junior, we could raise the French Cup as an elite. So I think that really helps me because I was winning in junior in Europe. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I was battling with the elite. So I've, I've uh, always been racing in the pack since I'm 18 years old. And I think uh, that helped a lot because if you're the guy like, like Joris or Connor, they've been out front for, for like a very long time. So, but they, they, they do have it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think maybe, maybe it's, it's, yeah, you don't practice it uh, as much as, as I've been practicing. True. I sometimes get surprised when you see like, yeah, Connor or Joris, who you're used to seeing just whole shotting races. And then when they do mess up, they still do have it inside of them. 
you just never really yeah. see it. But that's yeah, because like, Con- yeah. that's because cool. Connor. I was gonna say like like growing up, Connor Connor wasn't always winning either. Like Corbin would win our class all the time, so Connor had to learn to race in the pack and stuff and learn a lot of tactics. Yeah. So then when he became really fast and elite, like he had the whole package. Yeah, and also I think it comes with um, how how much you're willing to risk as well. Cause, yeah, uh, for sure. The thing is like yeah what we see from Sylvain now over the past two or three years is yeah every most of the time I can find a way to uh, to pass the guy or two but many many times I've I was I wasn't doing this and I've crashed a lot and I've like lose some races and uh, if you're not willing to take that risk at some point mm-hmm. you you will never develop this because you won't know if that would work or not. Sometimes I was in a situation, okay, I take chances. It's, it's not working. But at the end of the day, you can, you can deprive yourself because you tried everything. And also you'll be like, you learn. Okay, I, 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 tried, I tried these. It did not work. So I know why I can do better next time. If you don't try, you, there's, no way, there's no way you're going to learn for, for next time. Next time it will be the same situation. You'll be like, okay. I'm not taking any decision and uh, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> I feel that I'm Yeah, you have, to t- you have to take chances and find the limit. Like you, like you said, you'll never know what the limit is or what you can, you can do or how you, what moves you can make unless you try and crash. And of course you're going to crash and it's a double-edged sword because you might have some more crashes than someone who never tries, but you're going to have some more success in the long run, I think, for sure. That's for sure. Like, and, and I think if you take some guy that doesn't take chances or stay stuck in traffic when uh, when they have a bad gate. That's the same guy that never really crash or you know what I mean. They either all shot or yeah. stay uh, stay stuck in yeah. traffic. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this recently. I was thinking about this recently. That's like Maris. So unless you're like Maris, where you're you're so good that you can just be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not feeling it, not feeling it. Fuck it, I'll go win. Unless you're like at that level. You got to take some risks and take some chances and yeah. go for it. But I, I, I was, I would be really interesting to see, to ask Maris, like if um, every time he was pulling off the race, basically, if it was because he didn't want to take risk or because he didn't like racing or whatever, like at some point, you know, like, how do you say? Sometimes I think he could have, he could have tried. And I think he, even if uh, he never really did it, but I think he also got, got that, uh, that race tactics. And if he wanted to come back, I think he could. Yeah, I'm sure he could. Because, I mean, someone like him, obviously, you got to think like those top guys, the top of the top, like there's a few that are obviously better at race tactics than others. But at some point, Maris has had to, you know, race his bike to get to where he's at. So there's got to yeah. be something in there. But it's got to be, a, I would say, like a personal choice where – he knows he's so fast that he's like, I don't care to risk it anymore. I'll just take the little whatever, the loss here, and I'll just go win the next day. And nobody else yeah. can really do that. Yeah, like, yeah, but I think, remember in I 2009, was, did you remember, yeah. I was going to say in 2009 at the Worlds in Adelaide, did you see where Kalen cut him off in the eighth <laughs> and he came from like dead last <laughs> yeah, to, to make yeah. it back to fourth? James, you ever see that video? No, I got to see this though now. Yeah, yeah that's like, like one of the few eight- times like, yeah, yeah, the eighth, like, Kalen cut him off super bad in the first mm. straight, and he was, like, dead, dead last, and he came back and made back to fourth, and that's, like, one of the few times I've ever seen Maris do that. <laughs> because <laughs> I even on the, on the, I wasn't there telling you whether maybe you, you saw this in person, but on the video, you, at some point, you don't see him anymore. 
Yeah, he's and like he's way back. back. <laughs> and he's back on the camera like in third straight, going twice as <laughs> everyone. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he passes the dude, like two dudes for fourth in the last turn. It was pretty sick. And yeah, uh, he almost won. He almost won the day. Yep. It's kind of those race instincts kick in at that point when it's such panic mode that the inner racer comes out. Sometimes when you're just like, when you're on yeah. cruise control, like he probably gets sometimes and you get cut off and you're kind of mid-pack, you probably don't get that that uh, race instinct mentality kicking in. You just kind of put you, just throw the towel in basically. Someone like yeah. Sam though too, like Sam was obviously, you won a ton, but there were so many races where he hit the gate or fuck up and be dead last and like just, just hammered through the pack. Like just blown yeah. past people. Yeah. He could do it from anywhere. Yeah. And he, he wasn't, yeah, that, he wasn't afraid cool to take risks. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't afraid to take risks either. Like he did what he could to get through every round. Mm. I love that. I love that. But yeah, on the other hand, I think if you're like Marius at some point, that didn't help him to not taking risk and not taking risk and not taking risk. Because at some point, there's some big race coming and you have to take some. And yeah. if you're not used to, I think you kind of lose it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, you got to mix. Oh. I thought you were still talking. That was just an awkward uh, moment. I nah, thought you were still talking. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was too. I thought my computer froze. <laughs> well, well, speaking of that, though, like, what's what's your mentality in racing these days, Selvin? Like, obviously, you're a little older now, but it seems like your race instinct has almost gotten better the older you get. And for most people, it's the opposite. Most people, maybe they get a little faster the older they get, but their race instinct doesn't always uh, continue with them like that. But for you, it's been different. What's your mentality at these races, at the World Cups these days? Uh, actually, kind of like, it kind of changed a little bit because, um, for example, last year, um, I did a few, like I did like five names, I guess, and I ended up being three time in lane eights because uh, I wasn't willing to take that much risks in the final, for example. Let's say those, like, those days where I was getting third and fourth and I uh, would get third in semi or fourth and get six picks, mm -hmm. six pick on the gates. I wouldn't pick lane six and try everything because I think that was good enough for, for the day. But uh, yeah, other than that, I tried to, you know, give the best, give like give my best of, of today. And I'm pretty sure that it doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you're feeling super good or super confident or whatever. It's uh, I go to every races with the former mat and I try to use everything I have with me to, uh, to make it work. And someday I know I'm not as fast as I wish, as, as I wish I was in the, in the ramp, but I know it and I'm going to try to uh, win the race or with, with a different tactic. And, uh, and someday I feel a lot better. So I'm going to, I'm going to be like, okay, I got to do all shots and everything. So yeah, it, it really depends. And, Depends, yeah, on, on the track or, or when is the race. Fair. But, Do you feel uh, that? No, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and the thing is, at the end of the day, uh, I think the, maybe the only regrets I will have when I'm done is that at every race, I kind of feel that I, I have to win or I have to get the podium because there's always a reason that drives me to win the race because there's some cash on the line or I got to be in the final because we got Olympic points or 
I want to be on the podium because I've been on the podium the last two times. Or, you know, there's always something. I've never, I've never showed up to a race with 48-16 uh, and just to try, even a fucking local race. Because at some point, I didn't want to lose a local race with some, like, slower dude. Or I didn't, yeah, I wasn't willing to go out and quarter in the World Cup because I don't fucking travel the world to like reduce my chances of getting good results, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm always, yeah, <laughs> I'm always like a hundred percent basically of, of what I'm capable at the moment. Yeah. I love that. that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I, with the, with the, obviously this year, earlier this year before everything got canceled and everything, did you feel any, um, you mean COVID? At, at, yeah, that little virus that's going around the world. <laughs> you got, you got COVID in Canada? Yeah, it's everywhere, bro. No, it's not in France. Not in Canada. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it's, first of all, it's impossible. It's impossible to penetrate PH's land. First of all, that's, that's bullshit because now I've had to cancel my trip to France because all this shit is spiking over there. So first of all, oh really? Uh, yeah. You're, oh really? Yeah, because the European Union took Canada off the safe list of countries that can enter, <laughs> and so you. you guys can fuck right off. You guys are spiking. It's fucking dicking my plans down. The, there's no there's no way you can travel somewhere else for like a week and then come to france i was waiting for you i was waiting for you in carillon i still have my flight booked i haven't canceled it i literally told sylvan or sorry i told romaine like an hour ago while i was at the gym i was like i gotta make the call um i haven't thought about that but it's just it's getting sketchy by the sounds of it i've, I've done when a you, lot when of are you supposed to go to a week and a half oh shit yeah fuck so yeah, it's, it's it's like it's getting worse. Yeah. Like now, there's a I don't know what's what's the word for the, the word for in English, but uh, from nine p.m. to six a.m. you have to. Be oh home. shit! You got a curfew. Curfew. There you go. Yeah. Oh so shit! We've never, we haven't. Yeah, we said we haven't had any of that in Canada. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Cause yeah, uh, if, if you yeah, yeah, James, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're going, James. I no, I, that, this going. is why. This is why. I, I, yeah, I've done a lot of digging, mm-hmm. and like I could risk it, but there's a very good chance I just get turned around when I get there, and but, or I somehow everything gets shut down. And I can't come home. <laughs> Can you imagine you get there after France. You get there to France. You're so tired. They're like, no, sir. <laughs> you turn around and fly home. There's a return leaving in 12 hours. Oh, you're gonna be on it. You just you just fly for a fucking 24 hours just to come straight back home, and then still have to like, quarantine for two weeks when I get home. Oh my god, then you have to quarantine <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> but why, why don't you, James? Why don't you go to Florida? For I've been example? I've been thinking like, about other options. I'm just kind of yeah. debating what's best option slash who can I go train yeah. with. For me, it's I like to be as much as I want to be in a good place. It's about like having somebody to train with. I can make training work wherever mm-hmm. I am. Sure. So I'm just trying to think about my options of somebody I can go train with. Yeah. And what if you book, I mean, just what coming if you down book another US flight? Would be pretty easy. Yeah. And what if you book another flight? To the US? And let's see if they... No, to France. Well, my flight's still that's booked. Good. That's the thing. I, I haven't actually... So I haven't canceled the flight, but all the signs of the government are saying that we should not be going. I literally emailed I emailed the Canadian consulate in France and they basically told me unless you have one of these reasons they listed the reasons in like a website to be there then if you're not one of those reasons you should not be going well that's that's different though that's the Canadian like they're gonna tell you not to go because they don't want the citizens to leave but doesn't mean like the France government's not gonna let you in yeah that's bullshit because when when you see 
and especially in France, it's terrible. Like you fly. I haven't been flying, but I have a friend that did. There's no, there's no control at the, at the airport, whatever. Like they don't take your temperature or whatever. So you just fly to Paris and they will, they will let you in. And then you fly to Marseille and there you go. Well, I think you're a little bit scared. That, that's the main reason. <laughs> well, I'm getting other, I'm getting outside sources. Of, okay. I'm getting outside sources telling me that I shouldn't go, but now you guys are my outside source. That's making me yeah, say that I should just risk it and go. Well, the Canadian, the Canadian, like I said, the Canadian government's of course going to tell you not to go. They're not because they're they don't yeah. want us to travel anywhere. I but they, you think if I asked them if I should come to the U.S., what do you think they would have said? Yeah, of course not. But I'm just <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. like when but, the if yeah. the European Union takes Canada off this list of safe countries and then everything's spiking in Europe, it doesn't seem like a smart maneuver of, on my part to just be like, all right, well now we'll go over there. Hmm. I I still like. Yeah, but I mean, like it's still sunny. The track's still open. The gym is still in the garage, so it's it's better than than riding in the rain. Were you yeah. gonna stay with Romain? What was your plan? Yeah, my my plan was to fly to Paris, stay in Paris as long as Romain wanted to train in Paris, and then drive down to his place with him, I guess, and train there. Yes, yeah, so, so pretty much drive from Paris to South of France. Yeah, straight away. Pr- probably. So I mean, my yeah. my flight's not like canceled. I I literally told him an hour ago. I haven't had time to do that kind of shit. So maybe I just don't, maybe I just risk it now. I mean, you guys see, this is what happens. You guys are telling me and now here's, I want to risk it. Here's the it. thing. It's the same shit all over the world. You got to stay away yeah. from people, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. It's the same shit. Yeah, you're right. No, you're, you're right. Fuck it. I'm not canceled. I'm going to tell Romaine after this is done. I'm coming. Just, just go to the grocery store, wear yeah. a mask, fucking you wash go. your hands and you're fine. Yeah. And that's it. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. The, the bar are the same. The truck are the same. And the room yeah. there. I'm here. The timers are there. The timers. That's most important. The timers yeah. are there. That's most That's important. The right. most important. I'm literally going to text him right now and say, you guys convince me. I'm coming back. <laughs> literally. Great, great, news, great news for me. <laughs> Good thing is when you come, like you say, like in 10 days, you're coming. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that will help me to uh, get back to training as well. Yeah, right, yeah. So how, how close do you think James's times are going to be to yours? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, this is, this is not a fucking radio show, James. What's going on here? Sorry, I'm getting calls. <laughs> it's yeah. calling Romain. <laughs> it's the government. Should I go? It's Should the, I go? Should I go? The government it's the government. No. <laughs> the government say I shouldn't go. <laughs> the government's calling government. you. They've been listening. They're like, James, you're not going. Uh, James, you cannot do this. Classic. Mm. Before, before that, so I was asking because – the uh, the Olympics yes. obviously were going to happen this year and whatnot. Did you feel any added like pressure or stress about not getting injured or anything like that at the World Cups like this year as opposed to different years in the back of your mind at all or anything like that? Not really, because actually, like even uh, we only raced Australia obviously, and it was in January, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't feeling anything of it because we were not not close to like the date where the, the French team would select the people who were, we were not close to the date of the Olympics. So uh, no, I didn't feel anything like this. Yeah, that's good. Cause sometimes like, especially the Olympic years, they can be stressful, that kind of thing. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the, what's like the, your guys's criteria to pick the team now? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, no, really. But the thing is, we we we, we do have uh, uh, internal ranking. I think we uh, we've told you a few times already. So we do have an internal ranking. I don't know how uh, how it uh, it's looking now. <laughs> Actually, the times it, it's, so you have to get a specific time at Kevin. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's only the times. Yeah, we copied. Uh, we just copied uh, the Brits. <laughs> yeah, we say the Brits. The Brits goes with the time down the ramp, so we go with the time in Camelot. <laughs> no, no, we we do have a have a, a ranking, uh, and then based uh, on this plus your experience and everything, then you get selected. But there's no like one single result or that will that will um, like give you the spot uh, straight away. So uh, yeah, we, we do have these and uh, we do when we have, we have a, a camp in like 10 days. So I think uh, the Julian will tell us more about this. If uh, the races in 2021 count or no, or if there's only like one race that count or if they uh, do the team before the deadlines, for example. So, uh, yeah, so for now it's, uh, yeah, we don't know much. Yeah, I think that's, so I think that's a good, it. I think that's a good way to do it. I think, uh, you shouldn't have like a specific one race or something. I think it's good just to pick the three best guys at the time. Yeah. But the thing at the same time is, uh, it's not because it's you're in the first three of the ranking that you will make the team. Mm -hmm. So basically you could win this ranking and still not make the team. Right, Which but is very, very unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Generally, but, if you're if you're winning the ranking, you're probably the best guy. Yes, but it's it's not uh, it's not on any paper. It's not written anyway. So <laughs> they're like, they're like I mean, all of a sudden, we, we, all of a sudden, the Olympics comes around. They're like, "Fuck it, we'll go with Godet. He was there in Beijing." <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Godet. Yeah, no, but you know, from from my from my experience, uh, obviously, like I don't. And it's, I think it's, it's, it's bad in a way, but uh, I really gonna give everything I have until I have my name on the paper. Yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah, because I know it, it's, that's always I, what I tell to Julian, that's whatever the, when the, the, what do you say, like the internal selection ends, I will go 105% till it ends. Because, yeah, unless your name is not on the paper, you, you're not sure, and especially with, uh, with us. Yeah, because uh, I think when it was just you, Tori, in, in 2012, I think you were the fastest Canadian. But uh, for us today, we are like five, six guys that uh, yeah. that definitely have a have a spot, uh, have a chance to uh, to get the spot. Tori could have had a brace on one arm, and he still would have been selected. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been like, I mean, all right, was, just, it was, just tape it, it up. He's fine. He was 75 kilo in London, and he was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just just wheeling an IV cart behind me with my spleen in it. <laughs> Oh, what's it like uh, mentally dealing with like that pressure of knowing that there's so many other guys that could potentially go? Um, so speaking of which, like for like, say like Tori, like back when he was racing, like he knows it's basically him getting that spot and he goes, what's it mentally like, like at the races, are you thinking about, okay, I need to perform and beat the French guys or are you just, I know you're probably just focused on your race and just trying to do your best, but what's that like? Yeah, more, more like this, because the thing is, um, we only score points uh, when you make the main. So it's not like they they do like, uh, okay, you got whatever fifth in quarter, you're the second best French. You score points if you're in the main. So it doesn't matter if I, if I, like if I get fifth and, uh, and someone gets sixth, like I'm not just in front of him. We, we both uh, score points and uh, that's, that's what matters at the end of the day. And I think it's cool that they do it this way 
because otherwise you would yeah you would cut your your teammates in a quarter for uh, for a spot in the semi or whatever but uh, i think it's it's really important that we are a strong team and we're all friends as well of the track and uh, that helps a lot when it, when it comes to racing and even even like it, at some races you have to cut your friends off to make the final i did i did that in australia with Arthur. at some point i almost pushing uh, out of the track but we are i don't know if we are smart but uh we know what's what happened in the track stays in the track yeah. so obviously Archer was mad at me but he wasn't mad at me he was mad at the racer that passed him and put him on the white line but five minutes after that he realized that he should have cut me out before or, or still riding the white line or whatever but uh, he realized that wasn't me personal and if i had to cut someone off i yeah I'd, I'd rather cut you james than than archer basically not gonna lie okay. but uh, <laughs> that was him and i i needed my spot for the semi or final i don't know what what one was it and uh and i had to to do it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i hate i hate um, when people hold grudges like that i hate when people still get pissed after racing and stuff like it's not personal it's just racing i think mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah. need to understand that <laughs> Yeah, I think if you, if you don't understand this, it's because you're not smart enough. At some point, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Seriously, yeah. I mean, yeah. like if it, it's it's because yeah, like let's say if we go with this, like put Archie on the white line, but if you would stuck to to think to think, uh, yeah, you still when you suck your asshole, no, maybe think what you could have done better to not end up in this situation, and yeah. then it's not personal. It's just you versus the racer that did that move what's your uh what's your favorite thing about racing right now like what do you love about it right now <laughs> or like in general in general yeah i just i just love the competition too much i think and uh if it, if it wasn't for racing i don't think i would ride my bike that much and uh, that's what I'm scared with. I'm gonna when I'm done, when I will be done, is that that's like I think it will take me some time to yeah find a reason to go to the track because yeah right now when I go to the track I I do love it, but it, at the end it's it's also my job. But what I do love is to go full speed in the turn and go two 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 as fast as possible in the rhythm section, and uh, and I think that's what I love the most in racing is. Yeah, the adrenaline and uh, the competition you have with with the guy and uh, you know the, the small. What I love also it's it's the small moments and uh, sometimes it's not like maybe it's not even the races itself. But for example, at French Champ last weekend, I love the the moments before you go on the gate. You know, yeah, like yeah, every, yeah. Everyone, everyone's there. Everyone's friend. But uh, and especially at the race, everyone so only want and so intense, and everyone yeah. wants to win. Because in this final, there were like six of us that that would think win or nothing. Like second was uh, wasn't a good result. And kind of like yeah, old and then when you yeah when you feel the the pressure like, the pressure come to you and and you have to yeah. To, to take it at your advantage and, and not the, the other way around. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, lo I love this and race the guy and takes so many decisions as well in the in one lap. It's it's crazy when when you talk to to a guy about your lap. Sometimes it can take up to three minutes, and if it's with Twan, it can take. Up I was to just five gonna minutes. say, ask Twan. He'll just, he'll just have a cup of coffee over one moto in the semi or something. <laughs> but but, but it's, it's crazy because uh, that uh, it really shows uh, how like how many things are going through your mind uh, in in such a short short amount of time. Yeah, you know you know what I really miss actually. For example, I remember like, when I. Uh, Oh, you cut out. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Terry. I was just going to say, what I really miss is actually like, you know, the moment of like right before a World Cup main when you're all at the bottom of the hill or climbing the hill or sitting behind the gate. That's, uh, that's like a feeling I really miss. That, like that yeah. is so intense and you feel so powerful and ready. Like I really miss that. Yeah, because then when, when the gate drops, it's, you go on autopilot. If, yeah. I mean, I think if you're a good racer, you go on autopilot. And then you don't, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because you cannot enjoy it as much as, as be before the gate drops because you mm -hmm. have to, to take so many decisions. But yeah, that's, that's uh, what I love the most. I remember like uh, after Baku, the world, like I could remember what I was thinking out of the first turn. I could remember what I was thinking at some point. And sometimes, yeah, you think of the race but you think at so many different things at, 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 at the same at the same moment and it's crazy that you can ride a bike and think that's yeah that's another second of the world that's pretty cool but you know like I was really I was thinking that during the race but at, some, at the same time I was focused and I yeah I was riding my bike and uh, that's what I love the most. Take a, take a race like the French champs for us. At what point did you start thinking that you were going to pass Joris, let's say, in that second turn? Watch the gate. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I... Um, he left it I really, wide open. Yeah, he left it wide open first. I really wished I would all shot, to be honest, because I did all shot him in the, in the semi. Ooh. I was a little bit behind, like like a wheel behind. But in the main, fuck, he had so, like, a fucking great gate, cut yeah. everyone off. And uh, so from the first turn, I was like, okay, I'm going to follow him and uh, just save some, some energy and see where I can, I can make the pass. And uh, I don't know if you realize, but the first turn was super long, super, super long. Yeah. And I was like right behind Joris. And, um, and I saved so much energy. That out of the turn, I was going much faster than him. And I didn't expect actually to be that much faster so early in the, in mm -hmm. the lap. So we, did, we go first jump. And on the second jump, I'm, I'm super close. And I'm like, I get, to go, I get to go right or left because I'm going to hit his back wheel if, uh, if I don't wait, if I, if I wait. So I decided to go a little bit on the right. And uh, anyway, he went straight. It was, it was tricky. The last jump into the turn, it was kind of tricky because you didn't want to go too much on the inside. You didn't want to slide out. But if you, yeah, if you go too much on the outside uh, like, like he did, there's room for, for one or two guys to, to go. So, yeah, I saw him going a little bit left. I was like, okay, I'm going. And, and if at the last minute he decide to go right again, uh, we fucking smash each other and someone else wins. That's that risk. That's that risk you got to take. 
you That's gotta really, go for you know, it. Yeah, and we, we go back to what we were saying, but uh, I took that risk. And uh, if Joris was doing something else, maybe we, we would crash. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't win, he wouldn't win, but I would learn that maybe I should have done thing different. Yeah. Do you ever, like riding behind Joris, obviously he's a clean rider. He knows, like he rides his bike well. Do you, do you ever like get close to somebody knowing that they're a clean rider versus someone that's a little more sketchy? Like, do you ever trust somebody a little more? Or like, if you're behind one, like, let's just throw it out there. If you're behind one of the Russian guys, are you holding back a little bit more? Or what's, what's your strategy when it comes to that? Get around this fucking I like, guy. <laughs> I, like, I like the thing that we always put the Russian in the mix because we pretty, we are pretty sure that we, they will not listen. Do you think any Russian guys listen to Coffee Chat? <laughs> like we had this talk. Do you think any do? I think I, I think maybe Kadyshev. Kadyshev does. Yeah, I think Kadyshev might. Kadyshev, yeah. Kadyshev, if you're listening, give us a sign. Give <laughs> us a sign. <laughs> Just give us a, a, give us a poke on Instagram. You know or Actually, Kadyshev he was is is one of the guys that I would easily follow. Yeah, he's fine. He's, yeah, yeah, he's hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So what was the question? I forgot the question. Then. It's like, do you ever, do you change your strategy or your mindset when you're behind someone different? Like someone that's a little more sketchy versus someone that's, you know, is quick and smooth around the track. Yes. Yeah. I think when, when you're, when you're behind someone that, uh, oh, that's the worst, work, can, that's the worst. Can, can work is magic. I think you can yeah, try to take different lines and, uh, and stay away from the guy. If it goes right, you go left a little bit, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Good for me. I most of the time I end up in the position where I'm following a guy that are fast. Yeah, and it's super. Like it's. I love. I love also the feeling to when you're following some someone that is super fast, and you know like nothing wrong is gonna happen. Like you're following Nick or Corbin or Romain. You can be like a meet a meter from their from their rear wheel. Yeah, and you know it's gonna be alright. You know? Yeah. And, and and you follow and then you're saving some energy, saving some, saving some, saving some. And at some point if you when you, if you can make a move, you make the move. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I think it's yeah, you Yeah, if you're a good racer you can know your opponent as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your competitors and, and you know if you have to know you have to know if, if there if there's a risk to, to, to follow yeah. them super close or not. Yeah, this, I think that's a, a lot of people don't really focus on that, but you really have to know your competitors, like their tendencies and what they do yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we're all racing like on the same track. If, if it was a 100-meter a sprint, you don't give a shit if, you're, if, if the guy next to you is, is faster in the second part of the race or whatever. It's you versus you. But that's that's BMX, you know. Thirty seconds, everything can happen. Everything uh, can happen. Uh, <laughs> um, what's uh, what's something you're gonna what's something you're gonna focus the work on this off season? Anything specific before next year? Mostly the uh, the bench press. Yeah, I get the tits big. Nice. Uh, yeah, good one. Yeah, the thing is with 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 that lockdown, everything, I've lost like four or five kilos, and uh, no way, really. So. I, I went down from, yeah, I was maybe like 85, like always 84, 85. And at the, at the beginning of the lockdown, I was going to the gym like three, four times a week, eating PBs, everything, and, and losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. So <laughs> I, 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 ended up, I ended up being like, yes, yes, and yeah. 
I ended up being like 80 kilos by July. So like fuck, and and uh, so since pretty much we can we we could ride again and everything, I don't know. I I try to stay on the same diet and say training program, and I haven't uh, I haven't regained my weight. So I'm, yeah, I'm done like done from five kilo from what I used to to be for the last five years. But uh, yeah, it works. Still working. I don't I don't like how you just like can keep on this. I don't I'm not saying you eat or we always say you eat Oreos and candy and all this crap all the time. Mm-hmm. And now you don't eat it all the time. But I don't get how you do eat it and you're just like lean as shit, like losing weight. It's it's bullshit really. It's bullshit. Because I go all in when I'm training and I burn calories. Maybe that's 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 the reason. No, that's, <laughs> it's 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 all right. My diet's fine now. <laughs> it's all right. Ava probably Ava, Ava probably cooks really well. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no. I do, I do have my, uh, like, how do you call it? Like meal prep kind of thing. Oh, okay. Cool. I get my, uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So I eat well and everything. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, if you were with me yesterday at the brunch, just diet, pain of chocolate. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pain of chocolate. I got, I got pancakes over pancakes over cheesecake over. Oh, if I was something was like, oh, how do you eat all of this? So I was like, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm hungry. Came back at home at 2 p.m. I literally fall asleep for like three hours, almost three hours. <laughs> Took <laughs> a nap. Food in my, in my body. Boy, that sounds like a great day. Brunch and it a long good. nap. That sounds fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I slept more than Louise. Jesus. What's your go-to, what's your go-to cheat meal these days? There's a good uh, burger place. Uh, Where? To my, uh, to my new house in Custode. You got a new house? You moved? Yep. I moved. I'm, I'm not a Cavaillon boy anymore. Where'd you move? I moved like five minutes in Cavaillon. On the Which way? way? Oh, okay. Yeah. In the like, farm country. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like five minutes from Cavaillon really. So, uh, so yeah, still a Cavaillon boy. Yeah, I'd say burger. But I don't really have like cheat meals. Like, I, if I want to have a pizza, I have a pizza. That's it. If I want to have pancakes and cheesecake, cream, then you I, just have I pancakes get an ice and cream. If if Eva is uh, cooking pancake on Sunday morning, I'd, I have as many pancakes as I want. It's uh, yeah, yeah, simple as, as that. Well, that's what I do, and I don't look as lean as you, so it's just bullshit. If you ask me. <laughs> come on, come um, on. James, we got anything else for Sylvan before we get into some. Uh... Quick shots. Um, we got a bunch of questions for you from the quick shots. We don't want to keep you uh, like crazy time. You know, it's late there. So why don't we get into some quick shots? We'll get into some quick shots. Yeah, let's do um, that. Go ahead, James. All right. Uh, first one from Jaden Corralfa. Underscore Corral. Uh, favorite track in the USA? <laughs> there's a lot, actually. There's a lot of good tracks. Uh, for some reason, I I've, uh, I really like the De Soto when I oh, came there yeah. in uh, in 2012. I really liked Louisville, Louisville 2013. I raced there. You really got to specify about, the year how, when it comes. How, to how that. about uh, how about that track in Austin we raced like three years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't like to talk bad about tracks, but that track was fucking terrible. <laughs> that was garbage. <laughs> it was. It was. 
Yeah, I, I really love the Louisville when I raced there. Uh, some of the Grands I, I raced were, were pretty good as well. Oh, Black Mountain. That's, that's, my, that's, actually, that's actually probably one of my favorite ones we raced right, in What's the US. bad about Black Mountain? For dirt turn track, it's pretty good. I think out of the ones we raced in the US, it's probably the better ones. Yeah. Like, if we're talking about classic OG, like, ABA races with dirt turns, like, small hill, you, you like, we're not talking about the surrounding facility. We're talking about the so, track. <laughs> so, I got this sort of thing. Flat I, hill, super flat hill. Actually, yeah. The I last, think, time, the last I time I raced, raced DeSoto was fun. Yeah. Cool rhythm section. You go, you go super fast a few jumps in the last straight. Yeah, I got this sort of classic, oh, let's say. What about Oldsmar? Old old the very first one, like the, the first, ah, oh, the one you mean before they went back to, they went to the Supercross ramp? I think the one we raced in 17 was fun. No, that was, no, they had the roller. The very first time was 15, 15 and 16. No, I don't think that, no, se 17, they had the three jumps on the first straight. They went double, double, triple. Yeah, that's, the, yeah, I remember that. That was a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one because it was a bit technical, but yes, and then that is just a flat, uh, flat track. It was yeah. more, more and more uh, flat, like years after years. From uh, you saw this one, but from Stephane Penier, could he race an elite main using flats and still be competitive? <laughs> yeah, and I just saw uh, Liam's uh, comment. Yeah, <laughs> I think if if like if you train, 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 and train flats. I think you can make a quarter or a semi in the World Cup, like the way Damien did a semi at the French Championship. I like, think you'd have a better chance flat. on a flat hill. No. I no, because so. in Supercross, like, no, because you're going to be slower to the first jump, but then it's pretty much the same where, uh, where on the on the flat track, like at every with every turn you you make up some time with the clips where you don't yeah it's not uh it's not as big of a deal in the supercross i don't think I you think. could spin i don't think you could spin as fast on flats on supercross to be competitive look at at corbin's at corbin uh, with the nikes and the we, we the can't com we can't compare corbin anymore corbin's <laughs> in his own little thing yeah so if corbin shows up <laughs> at the race with like some proper flat pedals, I think there's a chance he can make it to the final. Yeah, I would agree. I really think. Yeah, I would agree. Because yeah, we're, we're talking making the final. We're not talking or shutting the race. So, yeah, true. Yeah. true. So. Yeah, see, I could see you making a semi-final. Yeah. I like, not you, like you or Corbin, somebody who I know who's really good on flat pedals. Yeah, but then once you're in the semi-final, fuck, they can make the final too. Yeah, well, I'm, I know, but like, I'm thinking you're not <laughs> yeah, getting a good gate pick. Good. You're not getting that inside little sneaky line you're trying to get. I think you're stuck in sixth or seventh, and I don't think you're getting in. But I think if you get cut off in the semi, if you're either on clips or flats, does it matter if you can race properly? You can still make it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fuck, all right. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I will never try. Because even, even just waste the World Cup day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a waste; it's a test. Make one more main, one more podium. Yeah, I wish. I wish. I like. I, yeah, I wish I would. Uh, yeah, could stay away of the result and everything and try it, but I'm not gonna do it. How much no. do? How much does Coffee Chatter have to pay you to do this? 
don't pay me. I race, I race clip. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, all right. From Theo, I think it's from Theo Chappelle. I can't really see the icon. How many beers per week? Not much. If you go, I have, so now in the new house, I have a fridge in the garage where I have my food. And at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to put beers in, and, and, uh, and my food, there's no beer in the, in the, in the fridge, <laughs> not even in the main one. So, and, and we were, I'm, I'm off, but I don't have a single beer to, to drink, which is pretty sad actually. But, uh, yeah, I don't go over five, five or six, depending on the week. But speaking of Theo, do you see on his Instagram, like in his, under his name, he's got like loading. Oh yeah! <laughs> so yeah, when, you, yeah. when you're scrolling, you see you see his. You're like, "What the fuck's loading?" <laughs> What's that? yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's so funny. I thought I saw that. And I was like, "That's awesome." That's hilarious. Um, from Christopher Anderson, who wines the most on the World Cup tour? <laughs> What's wines? Like cries or like complaints? Uh, I think me. I'm one of them. You don't but complain. I've yeah, I do. Internal. Internal. Uh, graph. Graph. I was, I was going to yeah. say giraffe, probably. I say giraffe. Uh, yeah, let's go with giraffe. Give him a, yeah, that's it. That's a giraffe. Yeah. yeah. He'll call you in the next uh, radio show. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he does. I hope he does and he lights you up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't send like a, a 12 minutes long uh, voice message. I, th- I liked I it. I should have asked. Yeah, I liked it, but I should have asked him if he was, uh, if he's been drinking wine before or whatever. Because at some point he was talking super slow. No, Pete. No, Pete. That wasn't me. No, Pete. I'm re- I'm, I can tell you I wasn't, it wasn't me. It was, it was funny to listen. <laughs> He just, he was being very calm about it. You know, he's handling the situation yeah. professionally, like calm. Yeah, good, good for me. Um, By the way, thank you for all the shows because uh, it's entertained me when I'm on the road. Oh, happy. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what? Yeah, Dachien, Dachien. From Escalante BMX, would you choose an Olympic bronze medal in BMX or an Olympic gold medal in velodrome? This is a good question. I saw that one today. A, br- a bronze in BMX or a gold in Velodrome? Yeah. Like, Easy answer why? for me. I don't, I don't know. He just like, said it. Yeah, I think this is a good question. I like this question. I'm on board with just no. I just I race BMX. I don't do Velodrome. Yeah, personally, I would actually I would choose the bronze in BMX. Yeah. I, I will choose the bronze in BMX, but I, I can't see a lot of people, they would rather win like in a different sport because yeah. they just want like the fame of it and whatever, like, yeah. 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 I, I think, go bronze, yeah. but I, I see why people would go, would go gold in a different sport. It depends on the Same sport, as, like in mentality. Like I think a lot of people like just want to go to the Olympics and win a medal, but I think BMX is different. Like we just, we just love BMX. True. Yeah. But still like you can, you can, uh, there's some people that, that will tell you that. And mostly it's the girl, like why, why you're, you're still racing BMX or what, what, what you love about it. It's like, I like winning. So BMX is what I'm best at. So I race BMX. 
that's kind of like uh, Shanae said in a in a podcast. Mm. Even though I I really like Shanae's, I really like the way she wrote and everything. But I think at some point she said that like yeah, I had different options and BMX what uh, what what was the I was the best at and I kept on going. But yeah, I yeah. don't really see the point of like when I was young. Maybe if if the, I was doing any other sport that I liked more, I would go into these mm-hmm. rather than go to with bmx because you're you're better at yeah. at it yeah but uh yeah bronze definitely yeah different 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 mentalities between people for sure yeah we have where we would have, you choose james i, I would take bronze. the bronze too i i hate velodrome i think but like gold gold velodrome who gives a fuck like i don't give a shit about that <laughs> i don't care all you do is ride in a circle you're basically doing a time trial by yourself the whole time who gives a crap no i think honestly i, I have so much respect for people who do velodrome it's such a like you gotta train so hard and it's such a tough sport but like i think it'd be so boring to do like it'd be terrible to do. like you just you're literally every day you're just grinding on everything that's the thing yeah. like their their race is like kind of like our training like they basically do these long yeah. ass efforts like we can do our training and it's still be fun like i look forward to the track sessions yeah. where i'm training like i love training on the track yeah. with people. like i love yeah. that do they go to the track and like, oh, I can't wait to do these 500 meter sprints <laughs> in a circle? Like, I can't wait that. to fly into 200 meters. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't wait awesome. to do these sprints and just die after. Yeah. Sweet. Fuck. But actually, like, I've tried once, and the speed you can get on the bike, it's yeah, like, it's cool. Thing is pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's it pretty is. cool because it's it's the first time you do it, and yeah. I try it for fun. <clears throat> but yeah, exactly what you say, James. Like. When you go to the track, you know that at some point, even if you have to do half lap or, or Nico's bullshit, you're gonna have some fun at some point. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't see, I don't see what what's the fun in in track cycling. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't and some either. people just like love the Olympics so much, like they just finish their sport and they want to go for something else. It's like I would yeah. only, I mean, I would only want to go to the Olympics again if I went in a sport that I just love to do. Yeah. Yeah, but since you've been there in BMX, that would be a good challenge, like to go in velodrome, for example, just like for the for the love of the challenges. Like I hate I hate this, but if I were good at it, and at thirty five years old, I could try uh, try to go to the Olympics in a different spot. Yeah, it'd be cool. cool. I don't. Think but, I, uh, I I I'd go for golf for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I could do a sport that about I, I don't enjoy. <laughs> what did you say, James? I was saying I don't think I could do like I can't. I can't do one of those sports that I don't enjoy just to try to go after the medal. Like it doesn't mean enough no. to me. Like, yeah. I enjoy what I do, and I want to get the respect in something that I love to do. Like the respect yeah. of doing well. Like I really could care. Like I don't want to train for something just to get that medal and be like, okay, cool. I hated doing that the whole time. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think if I, if I went to the Olympics just to go to the Olympics and I won a medal, I don't think it'd mean that much no. comparatively speaking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you were true, sorry. Like you were right. There's a lot of, of different sports that they only aim for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's too bad. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm up. Are you up James? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, wait, no, no, I'm not. No, yeah, yeah, no, I'm up, yeah. Um, what was the scariest jump you've ever seen? I would say, what was the scariest jump you've ever jumped or seen? Yeah. From uh, Owen Rice. Uh, Berlin, uh, the, the Red Bull Revolution 2012. Mm. It, was, it was massive. Like, the yeah, very exactly. Jump. Gnarly. The, 
the gap like the gap was huge and uh it was it was like three meter tall like the landing the the lip was like nothing it was pretty much burning up and then the second jump it was like 13 or 14 meters johan lindstrom told us so when we go for for like a kind of track walk on on the first day we see that monster we're like no there's, there's no chance we're gonna do this on the, on the bmx it was so mad like fuck you look like a dirt jump on steroids and and you're like no i'm not gonna do this and Johan told us yes it's gonna be fine it's gonna be too short we're like ah, we were all laughing at his, at, uh, at his face next day the jump was too small we would overshot it every time because the speed we had going into it was was crazy but yeah i think that's, that's the scariest uh the scariest one i'm thinking of uh of different ones what's yours guys i'd say the most i the most i was ever scared was uh red bull revolution, red bull revolution 2013 the step up out of the first corner like yeah. that big spine fucking thing <laughs> i was like looking at that i was like oh holy shit we have to jump this thing <laughs> Yeah, it was so high, like, you, you literally have to... It was crazy. Look in the air to see the landing. The first time I was pedaling up to it, I was like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like, it was super easy. But the first, the first time you're pedaling up to it is the most intimidating jump I've ever seen. Mm. What's yours, James? I'm trying to think right now. I'm trying to think Sanchez of... Sanchez Godel Estero, second straight, second jump. Yeah, that, that one's freaking huge. <laughs> so big. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it was such a long time ago, but I think like the first time you jump a berm jump is pretty scary too. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. That was scary. I, I, like, I flat yeah. spotted a wheel the first time I did that. Like the one in, in those, Shula, Beijing. Is, is that was my, yeah, that was my first time. I, I, it was so long ago, but I think that's always scary. Yeah. Because yeah, every time you go back, like I've been there a few times, and every time the first, the first try, you're like take it easy <laughs> yeah 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 you know pull a little bit more than you should like i don't know why but uh, yeah and then you think like fuck girls some girls did jump it nice i've had this thing where i don't know if i mentioned it before but it's like it's i find it too bad at, that in, for the guys we don't really have jumps on the track that we race that really scare us like there's nothing we can do that really is like take some balls yeah. to really do because everybody does everything for the girls they have those jumps like they have the triples that they <laughs> could jump that's like that scares the shit out of them because it's huge for them to do we don't really get that mm. anymore not saying i want yeah. it i'm not saying we should have but it's just one of the things it's, it's almost a bummer that because that adrenaline you get from doing one of those new jumps for the first time is just it's something special yeah it's yeah. so cool uh, yeah i think that'd be cool if we had some like maybe it's to be scared of a jump the jump like the, the jump would have to be super long but if we had more like triple in the rhythm section and stuff like that, yeah, like mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, Tori, the first time you did the triple in Shula into the last turn, that was that was scary. Yeah, it gets your heart going. going. It gets it gets your heart going for sure. Uh, you, you think that you're you're, you're uh, jumping into the rhythm section? All you're thinking is the triple. <laughs> <laughs> you're counting backwards, right. making sure you line it up. Is, it's super super tiring to go to go through that that the rhythm section. And I remember the first time I, 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 I raced there, it took me like maybe six or seven tries. And 
from the very first jump, you're only thinking about about the triple. Yeah. And at point you miss one of one double, <laughs> and you case just a little bit, and you're like, oh fuck, I guessed this. There's no way I'm gonna jump this triple. And at some point you go like, fuck it. It's, I know. You fucking case everywhere and and still make it. It's so funny. Like you have to think about it before the lap, like before the third round in Chula Motos. I'm like, all right, if I holster this one, I'm gonna fucking do the triple. And you come out of the second, then you come out of the turn before it. You're like, all right, okay, we're doing it, we're doing it. And you got five doubles before, and all you're thinking is, here we go, triple time, triple time, baby. triple time, baby. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> and then, and then and you, you, and you fucking, and you. Say, <laughs> you're tired now. You're going one. And then you overjump the little step down before it, and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't got it. <laughs> pull the shoot, pull the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's classic. Yeah, but I mean, that'd be cool to be a girl for that reason, and I have a lot of respect to the girl as well for that reason, because everywhere they go, there's always something that, that, that's going to scare, yeah, scare them. for sure. Yeah. And it's, so you go, you go to a new track, fuck, this is big, I'm scared. And then you gotta do it, and then you gotta do it with seven other girls that are scared as well. <laughs> Fuck. That'd be they so, got yeah. both. Yeah, um, they do. Yeah. I think one of the ones the, I got scared the, of. The, the big ones, the ones I think, they, they have both. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, that new, the new track in Chula that nobody rides anymore because it's too big. That triple out of the second turn scared me the first time because, uh, first of all, it's just a huge, long ass triple. And then there was like the lip was all janky. So that you kind of had to go oh. on the right side because the right side of the lip was a little smoother. Because if you went on the left, it was like hitting a curve. I hate when jumps are like that when they're like there's different spots that kick you differently, and that's yeah. that's what gets me the most. That's that okay, yeah. that second straight at the at the that new Chula built two years ago. That was pretty scary to try the first time. You're going like so wish, fast. Yeah, I wish I, I tried these. You'd like it. You'd like it. It's cool, but it's scary. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it weird. Looks, it's it looks super big. Not one, not like it's one of the few straightaways in the world. You literally go as fast as you can and then just send it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, Terry, did you did you ever rode the the track in uh, in Aigle in Switzerland? No, I never rode that one, but I heard it's the same, the second straight. Yeah, but like I don't think now because uh, I've seen Zoe. No disrespect, but they she jumped it. Mm -hmm. But I went yeah. there in 2016, and yeah, same like. You go like full guys, like, full. You go full guys, full guys outside line, and you pull <laughs> the jump. <laughs> and the, and the, the, the landing was was so tall that you 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 can't see shit. So I was with, I was there with uh, Amidou and Rono, and Rono would, would tell us like, go full speed, but don't forget to pull, otherwise you're gonna take the shit out of it. So, very first time I'm, I'm going so fast I'm like no there's no chance I'm going to pull on this because I'm already going super fast case it <laughs> next one fucking pull everything I had just land perfect I was like fuck that's, that's so that's so hard to do you don't do, do like 15 times a session that's so hard to do like when someone's like literally go as fast yeah. as you can and just send it you're like and then you're pedaling full <laughs> gas and you're like if I just send this thing I'm going to take it 20 feet <laughs> 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 yeah, it's cool yeah i wish we had more yeah more like adrenaline kind of jump on yeah. the on the track but also since yeah. since we, we know every track we go and we have the opportunity to train on monday tuesday even if there was kind of like big jumps or everything we would be ready when the race came true yeah. anyway yeah true yeah still wish that wasn't a thing but it is so anyways yeah yeah
Um, Let's race Zolder. You what? Let's race Zolder. Oh yeah, Let's we haven't race. done that very many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, from oh another God. question from Kyle Kaiser: Why does Terry hate you so much? <laughs> because I passed him for for qualifying spots in the five and quarter in Old Small. I hate that guy. That <laughs> no, in Phoenix. In Phoenix. No, in Phoenix. No, you passed no, you, in Phoenix. No, you passed me in Phoenix. I posted the video in Oldsmar, remember? You have to be fast in the track. Okay. <laughs> you have to be fast in the track. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, I like you, Terry. I, I hate Sylvain because when we were uh, 16 boys, I was passing him at the Worlds in Cruiser and he, he took me out. I hate that guy. I didn't took you out. <laughs> I fucking cut you off because I Yes, you team. did. I was literally passing you on the straightaway and you fucking took me. <laughs> I went like, oh, I remember like, oh, sideways. Or whatever. I went sideways like, no, this guy, this guy ain't passing. Because the thing is, I was going so slow that if I would let you go, a second after, you would be pedido in front of me. Yeah. So the only chance I had, I had to stay in first or second was to <laughs> fucking cut you off and somehow survive to this and then start a new race. I just have to somehow, somehow turn left on the straightaway. <laughs> uh, uh, that, was, that was funny. I've, I've watched the video not so long ago. So bad. Yeah, it, was, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny as well because I remember the first jump was a big double and I would pick up manual in 20 inch. You would jump in cruiser no in, yeah. in 20 inch and then you would pick up my in cruiser what is uh, i think i did it in practice and then i was jump <laughs> i was jumping it but then you were fucking killing me in moto so i was like fuck i gotta pull manual it. so i started pull manual in 20 inch and then for cruiser i was like fuck this guy i gotta pull manual it <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't happen anymore no, that's, that's, that's a skill art. like people don't really use much anymore is pull manual and it's mm. such a good skill to have yeah I've I've looked uh, you guys after you're done with the show and everyone when you guys are done with the with the show you go oh nine grands and you see Kyle uh, Bennett doing pickup manuals fucking everywhere. Oh, so sick! Two thousand nine. So oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy. Like he would lift up so close to the lift. That that was insane. And it's crazy. He like took yeah. no time to preload the pull or anything. He just pop it up. He would a, he would actually literally like bunny hop up and then tap the double. Yeah. It was so sick. Yeah, the spinny gains at some time. And sometimes he did it really for no reason because there was no yeah. point of doing it. But sometimes yeah, the speedy would make uh, compared to the other guy, especially in that race. There's a double out of, out of the first jump. He go pick a manual. Everyone jump it, overshoot, like not good. You go pick up and you're so perfect. Yeah, he was so good at that. Really incredible. Um, Graf asked, what's, your, uh, what did, what's the craziest thing Nick got you to do during lockdown and everything? What's the craziest thing I did? What's the craziest thing Nick training gave you to do? Oh, not, nothing super crazy, but uh, the, yeah, the, the cool thing is, so I was going to the gym, yeah, solely three times a week, like every weight, a lot of reps, like I was getting really, really strong. And by week fifth or sixth, I call, I call him, I was like, fuck, I don't, I, I think I broke my back. It was like, eh. I was expecting it with the amount of, uh, of gym I've, I've put in the problem. I was, I was expecting you to fall apart, fell apart at some point. 
I, I didn't know when, <laughs> but I'm glad <laughs> it did happen. So yeah, thank, thank you, Nick's training. And uh, yeah, I was, yeah, couldn't, couldn't do shit for like 10, 10 days, two weeks. We found but, the limits. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we did, we did find the limit and I did stop uh, doing back squat then. Uh, but, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> From BXYNO10. Uh, what's the best advice you'd give to a 16-year-old BMXer? And let's add on, if, if in that advice, what's hmm. one thing you think is the best to work on for somebody at that age? I think the, the race tactics. Because, uh, yeah, race tactic, it's the thing, it's... Uh, I think that's the thing you have to practice the most in order to get a good, like good skill more than uh yeah the, the strength conditioning or or anything else yeah race 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 and uh and yeah take chances yeah um from king clueless best great britain rider i have to go with liam yeah for obviously. sure obviously for sure but i really like i really like uh kai kai white yeah i'm really yeah, I can't wait to see how far uh, he's gonna go because uh, he got he really has everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas Liam was mo- most likely a guy that would either all shot or or not be in the final, you know. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I think what about, has what about Dale Holmes? I'm too young. I'm too young to to know him. Uh, yeah, to know him enough. But uh, yeah. I, I go with Kai. Let's say Kai. Prince is going to be mad. <laughs> He'd be like, mate, I was waiting for you to, to say that's me. Fuck, mate. Fuck, mate. Those kids, they don't know shit. Mate, I'm the best. <laughs> you let me down, mate. <laughs> uh, we had a good time with Liam in, uh, after the Eurorounds. I ended up staying a night, an extra night. So we went to a restaurant and we had a few beers and some good food in there. We had a really good time. That sounds fantastic. I miss that. Yeah, I miss that too. I'm, I actually, I miss, I miss the fucking restaurant in Argentina we always go to. Yeah, it was good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the quick shots we got for you, Sylvan. Tori, you got any more? No, I think that's all we got, bro. Thanks for yeah. joining us today. It was good to catch up. I miss you. Thank you. Yeah, I miss you. I miss you, guy. But um, I know I'm going to see James uh, in a... In a few weeks' time, you are now. I, I, I told Romain he's, he's gonna he's gonna have the, the cops chasing him from the government of Canada. <laughs> chasing, chasing James downtown Paris. Like fuck, we told you you should not go. We told you, are you Why crazy? You no, and I, I, I was the the stomach. Sorry. Oh, it's coming around good. Actually, yeah, we can walk normally now and stuff. Yeah. But the it's still a little bit uncomfortable to move around in bed. But like every day is going going fine. I think in another week okay. it'll probably be pretty normal. Okay. So you, Look at the bruise. Just, uh, Look at the bruise. Just... People on the he's showing his bruise right it? now. You guys can't see this, but that's <laughs> fine. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's pretty small though. The incisions, um, but 
Did you lost some weight, some uh, some weight again? Oh, or? dude, I'm so fucking skinny. I don't know how much weight I, have. <laughs> I don't know what I weigh, but I'm so skinny. This is a sensitive topic for Terry, with everyone calling. Yeah, I literally was walking. I was in the bathroom naked yesterday, about to get in the shower. I walked in front of the mirror and I literally said out loud, "Holy fuck, I'm skinny." <laughs> <laughs> say you're like worse on the than the the coffee chatter t-shirt picture yeah look, some, i look pretty skinny somehow that yeah that photo that. didn't do you no, any no, good no. that photo somehow did you no justice i think i don't i think it was just the photo because i wasn't actually that skinny at that point in time <laughs> i'm probably skinnier now i'm probably skinnier now uh, i went i got bigger because that after that photo i worked out a bunch but now i can't work out so i'm, I'm going back i'm going back to ground zero now <laughs> <laughs> but when when you were when you were a kid were you like i don't i don't remember you being like tall and skinny you were kind of like muscular already when yeah. you were 15 16 yeah i've always been Or you pretty were, muscular yeah when did you start going to the gym 12 13 <laughs> <laughs> i was seven and a half <laughs> um i remember actually my dad started helping me lift a bit when i was oh. like After school, I would go to the fire hall, actually, where my dad works, right by my school. And he would help me work out, like, really? lightly, probably when I was 14, 15, because I wanted to get a little bit stronger for hockey, actually. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. And then... Hockey, this starts but earlier. I wasn't lifting stuff. heavy, like, really lightly, just whatever. My dad was helping me a bit. And then I actually probably started lifting when I was, like, 16. Okay. Yeah, yeah I started... Still, yeah, yeah. Still super I, young. Yeah, I started, like, Olympic... I actually got... Started Olympic lifting and squatting when I was, like, 16, yeah. Fuck. But originally, I that's, wanted to get bigger for hockey. So big, when we were 16. But I think, <laughs> I think genetics too. Probably, like I don't know. My parents are are strong, muscular guys or mm. muscular people. <laughs> <laughs> you got some Viking in you, so that's partly why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, fitness, yeah, did you watch CrossFit Games, Sylvan? Do you watch those at all? Did you care? I did. How about Matt Fraser? Just yeah, an absolute best. I love that guy. He is my Dude, icon. So is he is he clean or what? Yeah. You think he's clean? Oh, 100% he's clean. 100%. Yeah. All on board the clean train of Matt Fraser. Just absolute domination train. It's, Now, it's crazy like how much, like, so let's say that was the five best guy in the world. And he's like, did he win the last event as well? He lost one last like five. Yeah, he won 10, but he, he won. Lost he lost one. Yeah, the one, the one they swim. Yeah, he lost that one. He he like got second, guy, like the first one. And there's everything. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy because he's he's good at like the sprinting events. And he's also good at like the distance events. Yeah, he's a fucking animal. Yeah, unbelievable. I think next year at the games they would do like five, like fifty uh, meters dead start sprint on the BMX bike, <laughs> and he can be fast <laughs> as well. Like he, he can, he does it all. Dude, his forearms, and, like, and it doesn't really look look super fit or what? Like no, yeah, yeah, kind of like small and kind of like the big the big guy with big muscles. Yeah, and it, yeah, it does everything. It's pretty interesting. It's insane. His forearms wish, are like good. as big as my legs. It's insane. Yeah, he's a he's an mm. animal. That guy, absolute unit. Yeah, and fucking like eleven. Yeah, eleven uh, events out of twelve. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'd be embarrassed when if I were if I were the guy in second or third. Like I wouldn't. At that point, you're like you're just on your own, pal. We're fighting. We're in a different sport. We're in a different league than you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind make as much as they make at the game. No, like the, also. Fuck, 
yeah, the top the top men and women make a lot of money in that sport. For sure. Yeah, like what was the the pay? Like three hundred? Well, even that's like not that much really, but like they they're so famous and stuff. Like they probably they get huge endorsements. Plus, they, yeah. I think they get paid to like go to gyms and work out and stuff. Probably he made three hundred k off the win. I think it's like three thousand per event win. So he probably made another thirty k there. That's probably honestly peanuts. Like yeah. their Nike deals. He's, he's got a Nike deal, a rogue huge. deal. He's got his like, own shoe, Nike shoe. Dude, that means you're yeah, making like, bank off that. The top CrossFit athletes have like millions of followers and stuff. Like they probably have big endorsements. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of them are not clean. Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah! Tons of them are saucy. They hardly test that sport at all. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because like. Like even at you at the local gym must be the same where you guys live. At every gym, there's at least a few guys. Hey, there was that there was that like old sixty year old guy in Kevayan gym who's just huge. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I see the guy. Yeah, he's huge. No way that guy's clean. (laughs) Yeah, he hasn't been clean for the last thirty five (laughs) years. He looks like a gorilla. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's a good it's a good show to watch. So I don't really give a shit if they're clean or not. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm I'm it's a, a fan. Show. I love the games. Fun to watch. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming on, bro. Tell uh, Ava and the fam we said hi. I'll, I'll tell them. I tell Louise tomorrow morning because uh, yeah, she. I hope she's sleeping right now. Yeah, no, Louise and, uh, doesn't. doesn't yeah. Louise doesn't like to miss an episode of Coffee Chatter, so I'll make sure she listens tomorrow. <laughs> she can download it. And uh, James. Um, I have to tell you for a show. I have to be honest. Honest. That closed. Oh, Sylvan, buddy, we're gonna have to restart this. You are cutting in and out. So yeah, good. this is so bad. You sound oh, like right. a tra- you sound like a transformer. Sylvan, you cut out. We didn't hear any of it. Not you one word. What you said. Yeah. I say, James. I'm gonna be honest. Some of the gym are closing right now. In the south of France. Oh no! What? Is, oh. Yeah. Okay. We need. Okay. First of all, doesn't Romain have his own gym at his place? Not anymore because it was the Paris uh, equipment. How close does he live to you? Forty-five minutes. Forty. Does he live there if he goes home? For now, he's home, and uh, and I haven't seen him yet because he's not training neither. But I think if everything everything shut down like really everything it will come to my place so you're telling me if by the way we are doing a, a training camp Go ahead. i was gonna say if everything shuts down then can i come lift your place because the whole reason i'm still coming sure. now is basically because of you two so sure okay so you can come to my place anytime all right thanks pal anytime that's fine look right. the setup is here in the background fantastic yeah i have enough I have enough weight for, for you, skinny boy. That's fine. Hey, let's have a bench press off when I get there. There you go. All right. I'm going to get back uh, to training tomorrow. All right on. What are we talking? One rep max? You want to try to do it? Okay, call it out. Sure. I don't mind. I mean, it's going to okay. take a little while. I'll be- yeah, I'll beat you. Well, I can't do it. I don't have a gym here to do it. Ah, oh, come on. Excuses. Why, why, don't you, why don't you think, okay, I'm going to do push-ups, whatever I can to try to beat Sylvain or whoever. I, I'm not... Go excuse this. I'm saying I will do the test when I'm there in person. Like, put me on the board, coach. I'm ready to play. Okay, cool. Well, uh...
we'll have a competition. All right. Sounds great. I, I look forward to it. The Wi-Fi's cutting Merci, out. Guys. Yeah, Wi-Fi. Uh, Merci. See you, buddy. Thank you for all the shows. Uh, I'll listen to all of them. Super interesting. My man. Happy My to man. do that. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a good friend of the show and coming on and spending your night with us. Thanks, Sylvan. We appreciate it. Thanks, bro. And don't, for- and don't forget, you have to defend the track. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Yeah, well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. <laughs>